We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Unfortunately, put on IR, a guy that's been playing extremely well as an undrafted free agent for the Dolphins. But that's going to open up more opportunity for Devontae Parker. And again, been pretty good already. Touchdowns in four of the last five games. So even as bad as this team is, they're getting some production through the air with Devontae Parker with a little bit of Fitz magic. Not winning many games, but we don't care about wins and losses here in Daily Fantasy. We want the stats. And looking at this game, the Dolphins... Huge 9.5, 10.5 point underdogs, depending on where you look here. What does that mean? They're going to be throwing a lot in this game, likely playing from behind. I know the Colts do a good job of limiting the big play. I think there's going to be plenty of production available here for Devontae Parker. Under 6K on FanDuel, under 5K on DraftKings. Tremendous value here for you in Week 10. All right, we like the passing game of the Dolphins. That means we like the running game of the Colts. We're going to go with Marlon Mack against those Dolphins. So 7K on DraftKings, 7,400 on FanDuel. Very good prices here, especially that FanDuel price. But let's look at some of the stats here for Marlon Mack. 20 or more touches in each of the last four games. So he's getting that workhorse load. The targets have been there. A couple targets a game. I know it's always a concern with a guy like Marlon Mack not being involved in the passing game. We're starting to see more of that here this season. Miami, 31st in DVOA against the run this season. That obviously equates to fantasy points allowed. Third most fantasy points allowed to the position and giving up a league worst 134 rushing yards per game. I think Marlon Mack can crush here. Makes for a great correlation with the Colts defense. Kind of gets you off some of them chalky pass catchers for Indianapolis. But Mack, a great smash spot here. I think he has a big game at home against the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's go to the tight end position. A guy I think is going to be a little bit off the radar here. Gerald Everett of the Rams. So why do I think he'd be off the radar? He falls into what I call the dead zone of pricing. And I think a lot of people are either going to pay up at the position with a Kelsey, one of the other studs, or go cheap with some of the value plays, some of the 3K tight ends on DraftKings. So you can find an edge in ownership here by going to this middle range. Like Everett, the guy I want to get into my lineups at that price point. The Rams likely without Brandon Cooks in this matchup. That's going to help things for Gerald Everett. Just one more big name gobbling up targets that we can take out of the lineup. The Steelers, fifth most fantasy points allowed to the position, and I get it. Minka Fitzpatrick is there. These numbers may be a little bit skewed. They were terrible earlier in the season, but even some of the recent results, Jack Doyle had a decent game against this team. So Everett has flashed. I know the Rams on the road. I know golf on the road. A concern. All that's going to do is lower the ownership here. So we're throwing a dart 
at an ugly tight end position here with Gerald Everett. Got a good feeling here. Don't hate the matchup and love the prices across the industry. Gerald Everett, our tight end here for week 10. All right, back to the wide receiver position. Pick number five for us, Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals. So like it says, Tampa Bay has been giving to the wide receiver position, to say the least, giving up a ton of production here. Just like our buddy Santa Claus, I'm Christmas morning, you come down, ton of presents under the tree, I think you're going to get a ton of fantasy points under that tree this week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, a pass funnel defense, and what does that mean? They are very good against the run. In fact, one of the best teams in the league against the run. Not so good against the pass, so it's going to force Arizona to go through the air here. They are underdogs, which likely means even more throwing. We have the highest total on the main slate here at 51 and a half. means I want to be heavily exposed to this team. Christian Kirk coming off a dud. I think he responds in a big way here. Under 6K on both sides. Tremendous value for your cash games. Also, big upside for your GPPs. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Week 10. But before we do that, guys... Need a couple things from you. As always, subscribe to the channel. Make life easy. We got NFL videos covering FanDuel and DraftKings here. We have a Yahoo video as well, so six more of my favorite plays. So make sure you're checking that out. And a couple NBA videos as well. If you're playing NBA, make sure you check that out. Easiest way, subscribe. Hit the bell. Then you'll know when the videos are coming out. Second thing, tips here in the fantasy bar. No money required. Never going to ask you to PayPal or do any of that nonsense that some people are. All I need you to do, take a second, click that thumbs up button. That's the tip jar. I greatly appreciate it. And as a thank you, we're going to continue the Beast of the Week contest. Closest guest in fantasy points on DraftKings to my Beast of the Week is going to win their choice of one free week of Roto-Grinders Premium, which is going to give you access to everything we have, all the tools, all the projections, full lineup HQ, a free week there. Or if you're already a loyal subscriber, Thank you for that. We're going to give you a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt sent right to your doorstep. So, easy. Fantasy points in the comment section after you hit the like button, guys. So, let's get to it. Let's take a look at my favorite play. You know Mass, the Beast of the Week. All right, Beast time. We still owe you a quarterback. I love this spot for Arizona against Tampa. We're going to go with Kyler Murray here, this week's Beast of the Week. So Murray definitely has had his ups and downs, no doubt. But 23 or more fantasy points now in three of the last five games. We just talked about Tampa Bay being a pass funnel, fourth most fantasy points per game allowed to opposing quarterbacks. And when we're looking at this game, this game's not going to be sneaky. It's going to be one of the higher-owned games. But I think the Tampa Bay side of things is going to be the more popular option. Kyler Murray still a guy that's going to give people doubts. I think people would rather go with Jameis Winston, Evans, Godwin, guys on the other side. So I think you can be a little bit sneaky here, stacking up Arizona and running it back with some Tampa Bay. But either way, love Kyler Murray in cash games here against this defense and in tournaments. I think you're going to see one of his highest outputs of the season. Kyler Murray, easily my favorite play for Week 10 in this week's Beast of the Week. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Week 10 in the Fantasy Bar. As always, guys, that comment section is for you. Questions feedback whatever you guys want to talk about get down there make sure you get your beast of the week pick in there for your chance at a free week of rg premium or a free roto grinders t-shirt for rotogrinders.com i am beer saying salut best of luck here in week 10 guys again go check out the yahoo videos go check out the basketball videos guys appreciate everything good luck and we'll see you
Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. going on everybody happy sunday and welcome to nfl week 10 welcome to the morning wood of course welcome to the fantasy draft open drive i'm eric Cram, joined by big t and hoop tony how we doing today we're doing good i mean not as good as you we, we can't stay in hotels every single week i mean how rich how rich are you like every, every single week on the move traveling abroad abroad yeah i went to the uh the beautiful country of st louis i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> I went ahead and crossed the border, you know, Illinois to Missouri, and uh, and here we are. It's good times. What's I up? Like it. Yeah, what's up, Hoop? How are we doing today? Doing well. Once again, same as Tony. Not as well as you traveling the traveling the continental United States on a <laughs> weekly basis, staying in hotels and living the dream. But I'm here, ready to talk some NFL. So doing well. At least he got rid of that bad hockey brim, though, right, Hoop? I, oh, mean, I guarantee he's got to be there for a hockey game or something. He's probably going to the Blues game. <laughs> some correlation there no just up here uh having a good time this weekend but um yeah no i you know it was funny because i was at my car this morning and i was like yeah, maybe i should put the hockey hat on like i had it in my hand and i said you know we're gonna go under armor today i don't have the Great. snap it's a good today. decision yes I, you guys gotta explain something to me why are snapbacks making a comeback because they look sexy what do you mean snapbacks um, are the- go ahead Hoop. i i think i know i think i have the reason so i think the uh Fitted hats were popular for a while, but I think people realize what happens with a fitted hat. They're like the new style stretchy ones, like they stretch out too much and they just don't fit right. Uh, the snapback, you know, that's just not the case. It's the durability. I mean, it's just more durable. Do you agree, Tony? Look at the scouting, though. Like, Hoop uses, like, nine of the pegs. I only got one or two pegs left on mine. Like, that's a little <laughs> brim you got there. I mean, how little is that that dome piece? Hey, I'll take I'll take a little dome piece up top if I got the right size down low. So I'm I mean, not complaining. We might need verification. That is a little. I mean, look at how many pegs. That I thing mean, you're like on the other side. Like it, you, you got to go the other direction. direction. It's a standard size dome. I mean, uh, 
for the fitted hats, I'm seven and three eighths. So that's got to be pretty standard. Seriously? Right? How yeah. big is that hat then? It's got to be a big hat. I don't know. It's just like an Under Armour. I mean, yeah, I wear seven and five eighths, so I, I'm only a little bit bigger, but I got two pegs here. You know, you're, you might be right. This might be a, a hat issue, the size of the hat. Uh, yeah, it has to be. Not, not a size of the dome. Don't worry. I've about never it. noticed like uh, that many pegs, so I think it is the hat. I'm it's actually going to hat yeah, on this one. Seven and three eighths. I mean, that's a pretty standard yeah. size dome, I think. I can respect that. That's a good yeah. size dome. You're right. Yeah. I'm just letting you guys know fitted hats are so much better than the. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Ladies yeah. love snapbacks. No, they <laughs> ladies love snapbacks. That is not a real thing. No, oh, it is. Ask CSU, which which is sexier. CSU, are you more turned on by a snapback or a bad fitted brim? All he's or a hockey brim. Put the hockey brim in third. Hockey All he's going to say is he's turned on by whatever you're wearing, Tony. We know oh, that's because I'm yeah. wearing a snapback with only two pegs left. I mean, that's a big, that's a big <laughs> mallet. <laughs> it's got to be a bigger hat. I, mean, I got to check the size or something. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, that's usually I'm not a full bar. I'm yeah, definitely not a full I would have noticed that like here. Hey guys, I want to let you guys know uh, a few things. First off, some injury news really quick. Matthew Stafford, he is not expected to play. Wow. So, yep, that's a big piece of news coming out this morning. He was listed as questionable by Adam Schefter. I'm assuming by the Lions, but Adam Schefter reported it last night and. Uh, Sounds like he's not going to go. Also, we got college basketball DFS package going on. Two hundred ninety nine bucks for the season. It includes March Madness bucks. You can March Madness. You can also get it for six ninety nine a day or sixty nine ninety nine a month. Those are some very nice prices. So make sure you check that out. Of course, that is going to be provided by the one and only Varncast, one of the best DFS college basketball players around. Also, got to thank these guys for rocking the Roto Grinders badge. We got NFL owner, NFL owner. You can come holler at me. All right. I will, you can give me a job with some NFL teams if you're an NFL owner. We got Pustalak and Ethernet. I'm disappointed. Normally, he gives me way more inappropriate names to say on there. <laughs> Somebody's name bit. is Ethernet? Ethernet, yeah. I'm a little I mean, bit disappointed with you. That's that's a, I, just thought, I just thought that was your internet provider for the day. Yeah. I wish it was. Like, I wish I had something to plug into. Oh, I do. Yeah, well, whatever. Sorry, Devin. All right, let's go ahead and jump into these games, though. Um, yeah, you actually, before we jump into this game, Tony, tell us about like kind of what you think overall view of this slate. Yeah, I like it because it's a, it's a little trickier than I mean, like last week we had the free square with, with Samuels. We, we've had a few weeks where it's a clear cut direction, but now McCaffrey's priced way up where people are scared to play him. I mean, people are arguing last night the same argument that me and Hoop always talk about, where and Ukraine, like if the guy gets twenty seven points. People are acting like that's not good, and it's just hilarious to me. Like, if you told me right now McCaffrey is going to get 27 points, I don't see how – like, I just – it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't play him. Sure, you want more. You want whatever the qualifier is. But if you guaranteed me a dude's getting 27 in football, I don't care if he's 10-5. I'm locking that 27 points in, and I can make it up with some value guys somewhere – it doesn't make sense to me. I know everybody wants 63 points from his 10K, but. It's at least 36X. I need. <laughs> like, that's a lot of points for 10.5K. Crane needs 365 points out of McCaffrey today. I mean, come on. I think that's Crane all- was even the one arguing on the other side for once. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I mean that, well, yeah, in all fairness, we make fun of Crane. It's, it, it's in regards to value plays. Crane is not saying he needs 37.95X from a, a 10K, 10K guy, I think, right? 
No, I'm definitely <laughs> not saying that. Like, here's the thing. Like, you can win a t- – everybody wants to say, oh, what's the optimal build? The problem is the optimal build never gets built. Just It just doesn't happen. Everybody's, oh, a 400,000-person tournament. Something's going to – you know. I love when they say that, too, by the way. A 400,000-person tournament. Like, no, that has nothing to do with it. No, nobody ends up with the optimal build every week. So the thing is, floors still matter. I mean, ceilings matter. Of course, McCaffrey has that as well. But when floors matter, like, I still think you just play McCaffrey and move on. And I, I, I know, I know, Hoop, you're on that side too. Yeah, I mean, the argument's pretty – I mean, there's really not an argument to be made. I, I caught the thread a little bit last night, and at first I was like, man, how are people sitting around on a Saturday night, like, fighting with people <laughs> over this shit on Twitter? And then my second my second response was, yeah, like, if you give me the 27.5 <laughs> or whatever it is, like, I'll take it and move on. I just it's don't just, even get it. It doesn't make there's no, sense there's to no, me. Ar- there's no argument to be made. Like, that's a massive score in, in daily fantasy football. Like, that's, that's a big, big-time score. And you're using what, like, you know, not not a ton of your overall team salary to, to get those points. Like, you lock it in and you move on. Um, Wait, so, hold on. I want to know, Hoop, what are you doing on a Saturday night? Uh, what, what was I doing last Saturday? Uh, sitting here, had uh, the parents over, and I was drinking some wine. Yeah, I'd rather be on Twitter. All right, let's go ahead. And like <laughs> you haven't seen his. What do you mean you haven't seen this guy's Snapchats? Like he's got grandma grinding on grandpa, and he's yes. got all kinds of things going on. <laughs> yeah, we get things going. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm gonna have to get one of those Snapchats with the cool kids. Yeah, let's get in. I mean, if you're at the Holiday Inn on a Saturday night, you need to have some material. You got to be looking at things like that. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing like hoops grandma and grandpa to get me going in the morning. You don't know what that is. She's got some moves. <laughs> Tony sees it. The mother, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law, uh, she, uh, she, uh, what's the best way to put it? Um, I don't know. The first thing that popped in my head, I wasn't going to say. <laughs> so she has fun. We'll just keep it simple. She likes to have fun. All right. Let's go ahead and start off this game, this slate, with another game, with a game that's going to be having some fun also. It's Arizona at Tampa Bay. 52-point total. Tampa Bay, they're four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And, look, this is the spot everybody wants to stack up, and I don't blame them. Like, Tony, we know both these teams are going to pass. Every week, Evans or Godwin gets there. I mean, on the Arizona side, David Johnson's way too cheap. These receivers, I don't like them as much, but I think they're viable. Tony, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't like it at least a little i mean you don't have to go full game stack but you just have so many pieces too that you can use it's just the perfect game stack which is why everyone's gonna do it these days everyone everyone likes the game stack there's just so many pieces i mean you got obviously evans and godwin the one way you got kirk david johnson fitzy even ronald jones like people are talking about ronald jones who scares me but again like he's so cheap on a site like DraftKings that you can make him work in tournaments. And, oh, our boy is back in our life, Crane. O.J. Howard, baby. Howard, baby. This is the week. This oh. is the time that all my best <laughs> If it's not, he's me. buried forever. Oh, boy. I'm going to be playing him some today because at this point, why the hell not? Let's just keep torching money on fire with O.J. Howard. But, yeah, I mean. Even I this Perriman dude, 3K. Like, this game's just got so many pieces you can you can play. Yeah. Uh, who? What are you doing with Ronald Jones, I guess, first of all? Because obviously he's going to be really popular today. Um, we're just seeing projected average for around 20%. And <laughs> I think he's the starter. I think he's going to get the majority of the carries. 
I'm still not sure I want to play him because I'm not sure he's good. But who? what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, at first I was going to say, you know, he's a guy you can play in – in, in cash games because he's cheap and he kind of lets you get everything else. But there has to be some upside there too in this matchup. Like if he, if he does get, you know, 20 touches in a matchup against uh, the Cardinals, a 52 total. I mean, the Cardinals run defense hasn't been totally atrocious, but you know, he's going to be the guy he's going to get the first crack at it. And as long as he doesn't F it up, I mean, he's the one that's, you know, like I said, going to get the majority of the work here. So I think he's in play in, in all formats. I mean, I'd lead him towards probably not playing him in tournaments just because he doesn't get a ton of pass work. And this is definitely a DraftKings uh, fantasy draft specific play. And, you know, not, not a guy to consider on, on FanDuel because he's not going to catch a ton of balls. But at this price tag and the guys that we want to fit in today, um, he's definitely on the list of, of values. What about O.J. Howard? Is he on the list of values for you, Hoop? O.J. Howard – Dating back to best ball drafts has not been on Hoop's list, and it's not, it's not changing today. It's got to feel so good to be on that side, by the way, where you just worked out. I mean, maybe, maybe it bites me today because this is, I mean, this is the, the best possible situation, I guess, for him. Um, on the bright side, and we always say this, but if he doesn't get there today, yeah. he can safely just cut ties. You guys are, you guys, no one's cutting ties. OJ Howard people are not cutting ties if he busts this week. I'll promise you that. We're not OJ Howard people. We're just so damn pock committed at this point. Like, why not? Just, you know, double money into the fire. He's got to do something today. God, he's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to Cameron Brand on your three touchdowns. We know how this goes. We've seen this movie before. (laughs) Um, On the Arizona side, no one quite stands out as much as on the Tampa Bay side. You know, obviously – Kenny Drake is there for Arizona now. I think David Johnson lines up more in the slot. I actually like David Johnson a lot. This price tag is way too cheap on him. Tony, what do you think about this Arizona side? I think Kirk's got it. I mean, he's going to be popular too. But man, he's love Christian Kirk man. again. Just like we said about OJ Howard, like Kirk has to explode today. Like it's the perfect spot for him. Arizona hasn't really. Th- everybody talks about it. They haven't thrown it deep. They got the shortest a dot or whatever everyone talks about. But today, man, going against the funnel, he's got to break one of the house deep. It's got to be the day. He's so cheap. Man, I Kirk is in just – he's got to be one of my favorites. You need salary savings today. I don't know how you don't play him at 5-2. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. Like, I, I don't mind – I don't think he's, like, some smash play, but he's okay. He's going to smash. He's going to get, like, 35 points today. 35? Yeah. That actually is Ooh. 37. Did that get you excited? 35? <laughs> I should have said 37. I, I missed the boat on that one. Yeah, you screwed up, but hey, these things happen. Uh, Hoop, what do you think about the Arizona side? Yeah, I mean, it would be lower owned than than the, the Buck side, but a lot of a lot of plays here. Um, you know, Kyler Murray's in play. I think I agree with you on David Johnson. I mean, Drake looked really good in a tough matchup and uh, he's definitely going to be involved, you know, more, more tournament type plays, Johnson, Drake, um, Christian Kirk, I agree. I think is the, the best play on the Cardinal side. I really like him. Uh, should get a, a ton of targets. I mean, he has all season long and that should continue here uh, as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good game, big total and a lot of, a lot of plays in it. So um, yeah, should be a popular game, but there's a lot of different, different routes you can go. Are you guys playing Jameis today? I guess we didn't really talk quarterbacks. Are you guys on Jameis? I definitely am. Yeah. Yeah, he's in in the player pool for sure. And you know, a good point. I don't know. Someone had brought up it's like the games where he has these just awful, you know, four interception, 
fumble, multiple fumble. It's usually in, you know, tougher type matchups. Like in these easy matchup matchups, he typically does pretty well. Okay, so here's my argument against Jameis. And it goes to the next game. It's the Chiefs at the Titans, a 49.5 point total. The Chiefs, five and a half point favorites. Jameis Winston is only 200 bucks cheaper than Patrick Mahomes. He's also going to be chalkier than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but chalkier, what what is chalkier? Like 15% versus 10% versus 90%. Yeah, like that's the same to me. Like that's. You didn't say he's 200 bucks cheaper. Why aren't you just getting up to Mahomes? Because Jameis is a better play. Okay. Like Jameis, look at Jameis's numbers: 24, 26, 21, 23, 29, 17. I mean, like in his last six weeks, his worst score is seventeen. It's like we always talk about: you're not going to lose the the week unless you suck at quarterback. I don't know. Like at Tennessee, reverse Tennessee is a way worse, way worse matchup to me than at home versus Arizona. It's not than at home versus Arizona. It's a really similar match. This Tennessee team just got torched by Jameis. Just got to, and Mahomes, you cannot possibly say that Mahomes is a better quarterback or that Jameis. Well, I'm not saying he's a better quarterback, but I think this spot is better. What do you think? What do you think about Mahomes? Because I see it feels like I'm the only guy on him. I love Mahomes. I, th- I mean, it kind of goes back to last season when we always talked like in, in certain spots where we could kind of per- project the the Chiefs to be pretty low owned overall and it's a good time to get on like today's that day like they're going to be way less popular than some of these other games and teams like the previous game um Mahomes coming back you have to imagine full health oh I mean it, it sounded like he almost played last week and he this is basically the first time all season he's got his full complement of weapons I mean got Kelsey in there you got Tyree Kill they're kind of getting back to Damian Williams which I like quite a bit and I like him uh, as well for tournaments, you have Sammy Watkins, you got Demarcus Robinson, uh, who can catch some some long touchdowns. So this is a premier tournament spot where ownership should be much lower than it should be. They got their you know standard twenty eight team total here. I'm with you. I'm not worried about the matchup against the Titans. Uh, just a really good spot for the Chiefs. Chiefs at low ownership. Love them in tournaments today. Yeah, like so I agree. Titans- long story short, I agree with you. Yeah, like the Titans just lost their best cornerback, and he sucked. Like, so now they're going to get a guy in there that just gets torched every single week. I love Tyreek. I'll tell you the guy that I like, you know, he's not really a cheap wide receiver. I love Sammy Watkins this week. And I know I've been going down with this ship too. He and OJ Howard on the same team. What could possibly go wrong? But Watkins is a guy who's going to be lining up a lot in the slot against Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, one of the top 10 most attacked quarterbacks on this whole slate or on the, on the, in the whole NFL. I'm like, Watkins is going to be just unowned. Completely, and I know there's an issue because Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Damian Williams are all there and getting targets. So I know it's a very low floor play. But from an upside standpoint, I don't hate it. Tony, what do you think about some of these other pass catchers from Kansas City? I don't even. I don't like any. I hate Kansas City today. Like I think, I think it's a really bad spot for Kansas City. I just I don't like it. I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee might win the game. Really, that just means more throwing for Mahomes. Yeah, I do agree with that. Like, if they fall – I just think Tennessee has the ingredients to pound Henry and run this clock and just take away so much possession from Kansas City that do you really want to be playing from behind with Henry just running up the middle? Your boy Henry, you got the victory lap last week. Henry, <laughs> you forgot about him? He's mad at you now. You can't forget about him. No, I say I'm playing both. I'm playing Henry on the You're other side. You're playing Henry? Isn't that bad correlation if he's running up the middle and the clock's running? 
Not if Mahomes is throwing 60-yard bombs. This isn't another – this is a normal team that's got a dink and duck down the field. It's Mahomes who throws bombs, and this Tennessee secondary just gets torched by these speed guys. Like, this is an amazing spot. Hoop, I saw you nodding your head, so – Tony, stop talking. What do you oh, think? Hoop's always going to like Kansas City on the road. I mean, percent public money. Like, he's going to always love that. Whoa, 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 whoa. In regards to, you know, picking against the spread, that's not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about for DFS. Well, it has an purposes. impact, though. Like Slight? No, I mean, not really. And not when you're talking about, like, the best offense in, in football. Like, no. You think this think is so. a great spot at Tennessee? I think any spot for DFS oh. purposes where the Chiefs are going to be low-owned, I don't Are care they really about... going to be low owned hoop? Yeah. Kelsey's yes. going to be the yeah. highest yes. outside in. Besides Kelsey, outside of Kelsey, Kelsey will be. And Tyreek, yeah. Tyreek, and Mahomes. I, I, I will promise you guys that Mahomes ends up right around Jameis. Guaranteed. And that's, but that's, yeah, that's that's fine. I agree. Yeah, I, could, I, I, I agree that could definitely be the case, but. You're talking about the probably the best offense in football. That's too. That's too. I, I don't These disagree guys, with that. Like obviously, can, I think the Chiefs are a great offense. They can put up forty-five points, actual points, against any defense in, in football. I agree. In this, so I, it's just an ownership thing, which I usually don't talk about. So maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't here, think but they're going to be low owned though. I really they don't. are, but they, I guarantee, yeah. dude. Okay, if someone's paying the Chiefs, up, everyone if, always likes if, the if Chiefs. If people are paying up at wide receiver, they're paying up for Thomas. They're paying yeah. up for Godwin. They're paying up for Evans. They're not paying up for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, he's projected 15%. I, I think that's where he'll be, 15%. You don't want a 15% Tyree kill? I don't think Kansas City's going to do anything today, so. Oh, so. I don't want the – I want Kelsey because – I want Kelsey on – is it Fandle where he's like – Fandle, he's way too – Yeah, like I want Kelsey there, but I'm not playing any other Chiefs guy. I guarantee that. By the way, CSU is not on your side either, Tony. Well, that's fine. I don't care who's on my side. Like, that's fine. Well, let's talk this Tennessee. When Henry's second. running up the middle on nine-minute drives, I hope you guys you love your powerful offense, dude. You know there's some offenses that I care about. That it ain't the Chiefs. So, what's the score going to be? How do you see the game going? Just so I know, 35-28. 30, Okay, so then why not just play Tannehill in the other offense if you're getting them so cheap? Well, we haven't got there yet. Okay, I like oh, that Tannehill at five point one way better. Than, if you think it's going to be a shootout. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I also think Derrick Henry's going nuts again today. I gave it. I don't understand though. That's what. That's what. That's my main argument with what you're saying. I don't understand how Henry's going to run up the middle and it's going to blow shoot out. That's what doesn't you know, make sense. to the me. The Chiefs don't need freaking. So they're going to go on nine. It's going to be a nine minute drive and then a one minute drive. Just that's how the game's going to go. Okay, that's it. Just nine minute drives, one minute drive, five hundred of them, and that's it. I get thirty seven x from everybody, and we come to college. <laughs> I'm good with it. I, I like taking stands in spots like this. I'm I'm good with it. I, I like that you guys like the Chiefs. <laughs> like I'm perfect with it. I'll I'll gladly take a stand on this one. So that's all right. Tony's got the Dolphins coming up, so we're going to be okay. Um. Who? Derrick Henry, you know, A.J. Brown's going to get some love because there's no Corey Davis. Not that I don't really understand that because Corey Davis wasn't really doing anything all season. Anyways, he was only getting a 14% target share. But, Hoop, what do you think about the Titans side? Yeah, I, I mean, if I like the Chiefs, I, I like the Titans as well. Not so much Derrick Henry. That's where we might disagree a little bit. I mean, I think he's in play. Uh, but, I mean, it's just tough to play him on full PPR sites. Like, to me, like, you can only play a guy like Derrick Henry on – on, on FanDuel where it's only half PPR. But, you know, the, the thing with Corey Davis, I, I don't think it's necessarily like the market share that I'm looking at. It's more of the, like the playing time. And you just have to imagine like his his playing time is just directly going to benefit a guy like A.J. Brown. Big play upside. 
Um, you know, like I said, it, it wasn't wasn't on the field as much as people liked. Well, you know, that should change today. I, <laughs> I know you guys are going to make fun of me because I always name these little shitty white dudes all the time, but I, 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 I'm not opposed to playing Adam Humphreys either. Like, if I think the Chiefs' offense rolls here, like, the Titans are going to have to pass the ball. So I like A.J. Brown. I like, I, I like Mr. Humphreys for cheap as well. And even the tight end, Johnny Smith, I, I have interest in. Is Wes Welker available on the slate too for you? <laughs> oh, I'd be all in. All in. <laughs> Tony, Titans side, I guess you're playing Henry. Are you playing anybody else? I mean, I like these receivers. They're all so cheap that even like Tajay's to only like 3-1, all, all these cheap guys. I mean, obviously I wouldn't play more than one of them, but like A.J. Brown is a beast too. It's not like he's not talented. That guy's super talented, so – He's got to end it. People need savings. So, like, who? He's in your cash pool, right? Oh yeah, he's he's definitely yeah. in, definitely in the in the in the pool there. I mean, just because I think I mean once we get to the the Panthers game, um, you know, we'll touch on a little bit more. I you know, correlate why why we're talking about some of these cheapies. But if you want to play McCaffrey this week, you know, the sites the sites have got him up there. You, you're going to have to consider some of these cheap dudes. I mean, it definitely might not be the optimal route to go, but. Um, you know, when you're talking about McCaffrey's 27 fantasy points, I think I might want him today. <laughs> See, it's in the chat. He said he doesn't like the Chiefs, but he references Tajay Sharp. That's reasonable. I, right. I'm glad that all three of you. I'm happy that all three of you are on this. It makes me deeply happy. You gotta wait. You gotta wait for the the offenses facing one of the best defenses today, and then then Tony will get us going. I got a little uh, insight. I got a little. Cool. I got a little inside info on where Tony's Tony's mind's thinking because it's. Oh, I mean. Boy. We typically the Dolphins, not the Dolphins today. Hold on, is it? Oh, hold on, I'm scrolling down. Just think here. about the team that's in the worst spot. I don't even you know, know who you're talking about. Is oh. the best part. Oh, you should know. Just then, whatever team, just glance at the schedule and whatever team you think's oh. in the worst spot this week. <laughs> that's where Tony's. Like the Ryan Finley Auden Tate combination is. Boom! Boom! Wow. Oh, right. I, I did talk that up. I remember that. <laughs> I did, yeah, I do too. That's not my favorite spot. Stop. Oh, gosh. Stop. All right, let's talk Buffalo at Cleveland. 39.5 point total. Cleveland, two and a half point favorites at home. And I know a lot of people were surprised that Cleveland was favored at home. But, Hoop, you've been saying all year that this Buffalo Bills team are frauds. So, do we like anything here in the lowest total on the slate? I'm pulling up. Got to pull up the schedule. I did it on the, the podcast for Tony. I'm, I'm going to pull up the schedule. Let Tony go first and as I pull up hey, the Tony, schedule. I, well, I mean, we all know Tony likes this game. But, Tony, who are you playing <laughs> I mean, you guys are – I told you guys last week, you guys are natural comedians. I mean, how do you guys do it? How do you have time to play fantasy and be a comedian? It's. I mean, it's a hard job, but, you know, stays at the holiday. When you can travel to the, the hotel every week and, and travel for shows, it makes it a little easier. But <laughs> – I mean, this game, people are talking about Singletary. I don't see it. Like, I don't know. I could play Chubb, I guess. I could play the – definitely can play the Cleveland D. Like, Cleveland D is one of the best. We don't usually talk about who we're going to play at D, but Cleveland D has got to be one of the better plays of the day. I don't know. I don't see a whole lot else that I, I can play in this game. You're not going to play any Odell? God, I keep playing him, and he just never. Hey, gets but they're there. they're they're going to force feed him today. Week ten, they finally realized that they need to start start getting their best offensive player of the football. We talked about it on the pod, though, and I do agree that he is filthy cheap. Like yeah. sixty one hundred on DraftKings is so cheap for Odell. So I, I shouldn't say I'm not going to play him. He's going to be shadowed by Davius White. He's really, really good. 
it's still Odell Beckham at 6,100. I'm going to have to roll the dice there at the tournament. So yeah. what do you think about here? Yeah, well, just let me – I got that schedule. So, like, the Bills are definitely a fraudulent team. They're not good. Their wins have come against the Jets, the Giants with Eli, the Bengals, the Titans are their signature win, the Dolphins, and the Redskins. So they've literally beat the five worst teams in football. So they're definitely fraudulent. I think the Browns are like a lock to cover in this game. That schedule it overwhelms me every time you say oh, it. Uh, you know it's you know I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna bust it out basically every week from here on out. So they're six and two versus a two and six team, and the two and six teams favored over them. Yeah, it's telling. I think, uh, man, I love the Browns for DFS purposes. Though it's it's tough. Like yeah, John Brown, John Brown on on the the Bills side, I like quite a bit. Just big play upside. Um, Odell, you got to consider in tournaments just because that price tag. Landry, a little bit. Um, I mean, be a- I'm sorry, if I got to disagree with you on John Brown, I always talk about him, but like, you I'm don't like John Brown? I'm not paying 6K for John Brown. No. Yeah, you I just saw that. Like I did. As I said that, I looked at that price tag. I'm definitely not paying that price tag. <laughs> um, but he's like on FanDuel, he's like 5.8. He's the guy that only needs one play, though. Like, yeah, if he but, gets a 6 touchdown, 6K is six, fine. 6K, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's that's a terrible price on him. Yeah, I do think it's a little bit different on Fantasy Draft. He's 10-9 over there. Odell's 12-3 over there. So there's a price discrepancy over there. But, like, I I can't play 6K for John Brown when I can pay 61 for Odell. Like, I'm, yeah, no, I, I like, agree with that. No. We're just gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you guys on everything today, I guess. So you're playing John Brown? No, I didn't say I'm playing him, but I don't like. I think you can play him every week. Like he's got a guy that throws it deep. It takes one play. Dude, yeah, but I mean, it really hasn't happened this season. But I, know, I am I'm a little. Not. I should say I, I agree. I am a little nervous about this game though, just because it's one of those games where. Everyone all week says it's like the sharp play to play the Cleveland side, and you just hear everyone all week. Like, have you heard anyone say Buffalo? I haven't heard anyone say Cleveland. Like, well, if you listen to any of, like, the handicapping shows and different things, like, like not DFS side, that just the, like, spread side. Uh, everyone likes Cleveland. But you said all the public's on the, the bills, right? I mean, that just naturally, like, you think that. But early in the week, like, when we did the pod, what did I say it was? Like, 70-something the other yeah. way. Now, it's only 58-42 now, which means – People people must have listened to the uh, to the Print Factory podcast. <laughs> I got to ask you guys. I, I forgot about this one, dude. Tony, you brought up Nick Chubb, and I don't think you can play him because Kareem Hunt – look, they've already said they're going to mix him today. He is the bare minimum. He's 3K on DK, 6K on Fantasy Draft. He's cheap everywhere. Like – Tony, I was, what do you do with Kareem Hunt here, man? I mean, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach, but I don't, like, com- I never hate it, first of all, to play a min-price guy. <laughs> like, it, it just doesn't kill you. And if you somehow luck box into something where he gets 35 40% of the work, I mean, maybe you get that. I don't know. Like, it's not a play I'm going to make probably, but anybody min-price that's going to get snaps, I would never completely make fun of. Hoop, are you on uh, Kareem Hunt at all? Oh, it's a good point. Tony just made like, you know, a min price guy that's definitely going to see the field in a sport like football where it takes literally one play and a, a guy can, you know, get you there and get you way over the top. Like, I think he's in play. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he, he got a little more work than people anticipate. Uh, you have to imagine he, he's going to be in, in incredible game shape. Uh, it's just a matter of the reps, you know, might be a little rusty on the reps, but a uh, team that's struggling they're going to be looking for, for, for different ways to, to move the football and whatnot. And um, yeah, I mean, just like I said, uh, Tony's initial point was, was pretty spot on minimum price guy, 
going to see the field for sure. Um, I, you know, can't really hate on it all that much. All right, Baltimore, Cincinnati, 44.5 point total. Baltimore, 10.5 point favorites on the road. And, Tony, I guess we're going to go to you here because <laughs> you like the Cincinnati side here. So talk to me about this uh, Bengals side. Hope, hope's just exaggerating like always. But my argument for it was <laughs> I can play Ryan Finley, who I, I do think Ryan Finley is pretty talented. I mean, yeah, talented you enough. You but anyways, this is, that isn't the point anyways. He's 4,800. <laughs> which is just obviously min price. And then I can play Boyd for 47, Tate for 4K, Erickson for 3.9. All these guys are projected between 10 and 15 fantasy points, which Crane isn't going to like. But when you go to the roster construction, if I go this full stack, if I go quarterback and two receivers, dirt cheap, and I do get like double digits from all of them, I can play McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, all these, all these just elite plays with them. And I think I can get double digits from these guys. I think Cincinnati's going to move the ball. I mean, this is a major letdown spot for Baltimore. Yes. Coming off a huge win on Monday night, a division game. I just think – I mean, I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to just go completely crazy. But if they can get me – say I get 15 points from all three of these guys, I'm going to have a winning day, I can almost promise you. Just 15. Because I can play all these studs. My favorite bet on the slate is Cincinnati. So you have to like my stack, then. You can't make fun of it. No, I think this game is just going to be really scoring, low scoring and boring, and I might play some Baltimore defense. Like I, PPR guys, though, like, what if I played Boyd, Boyd Erickson, and Tate or PPR? I, like, I, what? I mean, like, it's just a really tough matchup, man. Like, these corner you – know, I would rather play – oh, boy. Here we go. Let, let, rather, it, let it free. Let it, let it ride. I'd rather play Joe Mixon than any of them. Oof. Yeah, I know. Silence. That's never a good thing. Ugh. Who, what do you think about this spot? Well, I mean, so I'm the one that exaggerated Tony's take on the Bengals, but literally within 30 seconds, he just resurrected his morning wood talking about the Bengals. But I, I'm the one that was exaggerating the point. I mean, Tony loves himself the Bengals today, and that was just proven. Um, I can't, this is just a dead, dead team. Like, I, yeah, these guys are cheap, and you can get your 20 fantasy points for like, you know, 12K worth of salary. But there's other spots. There's there's other value out there to consider. Where? Where? I mean, we just talked there's about no value. <clears throat> we just talked about the Titans team. We just talked about the, the yeah, Chief, exactly Chief the Ryan Titans back. team. Like yeah, Titans. I'll play. I mean, you. I like forgot you guys. That game's going to be forty three to thirty eight this week. Yeah, right? they're scoring ninety five points today. Yeah. The Chiefs, Chiefs, Titans. <laughs> um, but the Bengals brought Tony's Wood back to life. Uh, I certainly not on the Bengals. Um, yeah, I'm just hey, you want your boy Marquise Brown? Hollywood Brown's back in play. Hollywood Brown is back in play, and he's on the list. He is on the list, I must say. Um, but I do agree with Crane's point. where this, I think this might be a little uglier of a game than most people uh, anticipate. Not what most people anticipate. I just think it could be an ugly game. Um, you Lamar guys, Jackson. Did you guys see what uh, Lamar Jackson's rushing prop was today, by the way? DB pointed this out to me earlier this morning, so I want to I want to make sure I thank DB for letting me know. But did you see what no. Russian prop was? What is it? 75 yards. It's tough to ignore. Yeah, that is really tough to ignore. You know, if you're paying up, to me, it's Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. I still think I prefer Mahomes. Who Are you on Lamar Jackson today? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to. I mean, 70 that's like 
75 yards is like a mid to mid upper tier running back. Like that, that's what some of the best running backs end up with 75 yard props. And, you know, it, it's to the point with him, like anything he does via the pass is just literally like just an added on bonus. Um, and the best part about Lamar, even in tournaments, like you can, for the most part, play him without anyone else, which is what I'd recommend doing today. Like, Mark Andrews was the guy early on. I don't know if it was a matchup thing, but last week, like, he was barely on the field. They're using all three of those tight ends. Um, you know, Marquise Brown is obviously the, the guy that you'd want to pair him up with, but you don't necessarily have to do that. Like, if he gets 120 on the ground and two rushing touchdowns, um, you definitely don't need any of his pass catchers to win tournaments. Uh, and the upside just obviously is through the roof. That's, I mean, that's a huge, huge number for 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 a quarterback. Like, that's kind of unheard of um you know if he gets his 80 and a touchdown you're looking at what's that you know 15 fantasy points before he even throws a pass so you can't uh, it's tough to ignore on on a weekly basis regardless of matchup all right i just realized that we have done four games in 35 minutes so um we're gonna start to fly a little bit here let's talk giants at jets 44 and a half point total the giants two and a half point favorites on the road Tony, this feels like a game you could like. I feel like this is a Tony game. Tony, what do you think here? No, I mean, I like God. this game for what it's worth. I, I like this game. I mean, these teams, God, the Jets have just – the Jets have to be the top of my list of teams that have just tilted me. Like, they just suck. People are going to come back to Lev Bell today. Like, he was just so bad last week. He's been hurt all week. I can't even imagine playing Lev Bell this week. I do – I, I kind of like the Jets' passing game, I guess. I mean, I kind of like all these pieces. I mean, Saquon should be popular today just because he, he's somewhat cheap compared to, like, McCaffrey. And I don't know. Like, I want to like these guys, like Golden Tate, cheap. But I don't – something in my head just says this game's going to be super low scoring. Okay. I mean, I, I like – I am once again – once again, Robbie for Robbie. He's 9-2 over at Fantasy Draft. I like him. One of these weeks, he's going to go off. You would think. I, I, I'm just going to keep clicking the button until it happens. Got to be today. He's got to. He's got to break one today. Well, I, I like him. And on the other side, I like Darius Slayton. Saquon Barkley's just too cheap across the industry. He's 17-1 over on fantasy draft. Uh, Hoop, what do you think about this game in this Giants? Hoop side? likes Demarius. <laughs> As a, no, he doesn't. He, does he didn't recommend him the last three weeks. What do you mean I, he doesn't? Uh, if if, uh, if if there was one Jet. I was going to play, it would be Demarius Thomas. <laughs> That's his guy, Craig. He likes all the guys that run across the middle and, and get things done. Actually, you know what? I'm going to have to reach. I might have to retract that. Things haven't been going so well for Mr. Demarius. <laughs> There's a couple game stretch, which I just verified, where he's getting like nine and 10 targets. Like, if, if you got a guy that's getting nine and 10 targets and he's close to the minimum, you know, you know I'm going to be interested. He, um, he is not going to hit 37x today. But, all no, right, he, he went four for 47 um, and three for 42 those two weeks with nine targets. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this this Jets team has been a huge disappointment. Uh, the Le'Veon Bell thing is interesting. I, I'm, I'm surprised that a lot of these projection sites have him, have him way up there, and I get the floor is relatively high due to the pass catching. But, like, on the injury report all week, the MRI, there's obviously something going on there. Trying to trade him a couple weeks ago. Like, there could be a week where the bottom just falls out on, on Le'Veon Bell, and uh, it's just a super high-risk play without, honestly, a ton of upside. So, 
Um, I don't see a reason to play Le'Veon. I really yeah, don't. and I agree with Barkley. I, I, I like Barkley quite, quite. Barkley, you know, he is just so explosive. He has a massive game coming, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it uh, if it's this week. Yeah, and people are like, oh, the Jets' run defense is good. That's Man. great, though, but I'm just going to take the stud running back. These receivers, you know, no Sterling Shepard, no Evan Ingram. Are we playing some Golden Tate? Darius Slayton, I already said I like. I don't hate Rhett Ellison at the bare minimum. Boop, any of these guys interest you? Yeah, I'm, I think they're all in play because of the injuries. Like, um, you know, Golden Tate, Red Allison. I mean, if Tony says he doesn't have interest in Red Allison, he's just, you know, just foolish because he just made the argument for a guy like Red Allison like a game ago. So I just want to hear Tony say that he has interest in Red Allison. I mean, I'm okay with him. He's been, <laughs> he's been price. <laughs> Thank you. God, he, he legitimately – is the slowest human I've ever seen, though, in the NFL. Like, he is so slow. He has, like, hands of stone. Oh, God, he's bad. But I, I can play him, I guess. <laughs> play him, I guess. All right. Let's he's talk so about bad. Atlanta at New Orleans, 51.5 point total. The Saints, massive 13.5 point favorites. And it's really weird because we have a Saints team that highest team total on the slate. Michael Thomas, though, is really the only guy I like here. Like, I don't see – I think Kamara is a straight-up bad play. Latavius Murray, of course, he's priced out of consideration. I don't want to mess with the Ted Ginn, take Traquan Smith mess. Jared Cook, meh. Like, Hoop, is there anybody other than Michael Thomas you like here? I think I think you absolutely nailed it. Like, I agree. You know, it's not, not, not a very common occurrence, but uh, I 100% agree with your take on a game. Like, another guy that I think is projecting too high is – Elvin Kamara. I mean, obviously, this is prime and perfect matchup. Like, there's like this matchup's great. The Saints are going to smash here. Like, you could obviously have some big plays in this game. I'm not saying that's the case. Just workload concerns. I mean, there's just to me, there's no way around the fact that Latavius Murray has earned himself more work. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to like a 50-50 split between those two in terms of snaps. Like I said, this matchup is so good that they both could have big games, and it's very possible because I think the Saints absolutely smash here. Um, Michael Thomas has been phenomenal this year, like the best wide receiver by far, like by far. So stay safe, like so, so safe. I think he's the, you know, the premier play at, at wide receiver if you're spending up. But outside of that, like nothing else in this game, Falcons are, are a dead team and, and they're dead, dead to my lineups as well. Uh, Tony, are you playing, you're not playing Kamara or Latavius, are you? I mean, I, I'm definitely not writing them off like you guys. I they're just gonna this team's gonna score forty today. So first, I mean, Michael Thomas is just a total lock. I still can't get over this projection that Cardi has on the blitz. Twenty nine for a receiver. Like I just, if I see a twenty nine projection for a receiver, I'm just gonna play him. And like Hoop said, he's been the best receiver all year. I don't know how you fade Michael Thomas today. I know he's going to be the most popular receiver or one of them. I think he's. I think he's a good play. Of course, like everybody likes Michael Thomas. He's just like his floor is just massive. But I think Kamara. Everyone says the same thing about Kamara. Like, oh, they're going to split workload, but he could catch eight to ten balls, score twice. Like, yeah, no, I mean that's what I. That's what I. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I I think in in tournaments you consider him because of that matchup. Like, it doesn't matter if even if he plays forty five percent of the snaps. Like, he could absolutely crush here. This is the best possible matchup. The Falcons are just – Falcons are done. Wait a second. Think, is my boy Taysom really wide receiver eligible? He is. Oh, He's a wide gosh. receiver. How much is he? Crane, next game, please. How yeah, much is he? Seriously. Crane, we got to keep it moving. We don't this have time. Is, uh, he's exactly where he needs to be. Is he 4,500? I, I, I do want to say I think Calvin Ridley is too cheap across the industry. I Don't ignore say. me. How much is he? 
I mean, he's uh, too much. Yep, that's it. Well, if he was two bucks, like I would have, the whole death would be coming upward. Big T is either making a lot of money this week or moving into the hotel with Crane, one of the two. I thought you said I was allowed to move in the basement. Well, the basement's always available. You know. Yeah, I'm in. Basement's well, it's available. like a free roll for me. If I lose, I can move <laughs> in with the hooster. Hey, some here. All right. Uh, let's talk Detroit at Chicago, 38 and a half point total Chicago, seven point favorites. If that's not the line you guys have, that is because Matt Stafford is now out. The total has dropped. Detroit has the lowest team total on the slate. I'm not messing with any of these Detroit guys. Um, I assume neither of you guys are too on the Bears side. We've got a chalky David Montgomery and I think David Montgomery is just good chalk. Hoop, what do you think about Montgomery or anybody else in this game you like? Yeah, and then and one, one thing, Tony, you're going to have to put out a tweet because I think in our – in our this, this is legit. Oh, here we go. Do you got the truck? No, I had the Lions in your oh. – when we picked the five. I get to get off that. That's, here we that's, go. You don't have them. You said I don't? No, no you don't got them. I'm looking at the picks. Oh, I thought I did. That would be your thing. To, oh, I had a – he got injured. It doesn't Oh, I mean, that's that. a little – what, that spread's going to move like – Six or probably six, right? Oh, it's sitting right. It's already settled. It's at six and a half. It's at seven. I've got it at seven. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't see it seven anywhere. So, yeah, with, with David Montgomery, I mean, the Stafford news just makes him an even stronger play. I mean, you have to imagine they're playing with the lead here in this game. I mean, the Lions are going to Lions are gonna struggle. I mean, it's pretty surprising that Stafford's going to sit. I mean, as, as much as I dislike the Lions overall, like he's been one of the toughest quarterbacks in football over the course of the last 10 years. Um, but he's out, and uh, that makes you know the, the Bears running back stronger play. So Montgomery was probably going to be relatively popular um, before this news. I have to imagine that uh, you know increases his ownership and and likelihood of having a big game here. Yeah, I um I, I just think he's good chalked. Tony, what do you think about this Bears side? Yeah, I mean Montgomery, he was probably the best play price considered before this news. After the news, like. He's just a lock button. I don't even care if you're playing 150 almost. He's just – you need salary savings this week. He's in a, a favorite spot. He's got so much. I mean, two weeks ago, what did he – what did we say? He got like 30 carries or something crazy. He got yeah. 27 carries two yeah. weeks ago. He could get 27 again today with as bad as Mitch is, and I just think he's a lock button. If he beats me, he beats me. I'm good with it. I just – he's too cheap. He's in too good of a spot. Yeah, you know, when I thought this game was going to stay close, I actually liked Tariq Cohen today, but I don't think I can do that anymore because I don't really see a way this game stays close. Are we on Allen Robinson again? Is this the week? Let's go. We'll go Robbie Anderson, Allen Robinson, O.J. Howard, and we'll all just hate our lives. Everybody's shaking their head. Another what? guy. Another guy I've, I'd never – I mean, I just, I just don't understand why people want to play wide receivers that have Mitchell Trubisky throwing them the football. Like, Oh, like I get Robinson super talented. Like he's great, but like Mitchell Trubisky freaking sucks. So um, I've yeah, no no a Rob for me. All right, Miami at Indianapolis, forty three and a half point total. The Colts ten and a half point favorites. Jacoby Brissett is out today. Brian Hoyer, he's your starting quarterback for the Colts. Um, we'll get to the Colts side in a second, though. Tony, I'll let you talk to us about your Miami Dolphins. Finally, I mean, first of all, we got to handle an argument. Don't say anything. Who who have I talked about every week when we talk about Miami? Preston Williams. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay. you. No, 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 you no, no, just no, no, settled no. an no. argument. Okay. No, that was that. Okay. You preface that where obviously that's what he was going to say. Now, has he more so focused on the preface that I didn't say any names? The way you set that up was obviously he's going to say Preston. Preston. Why Williams. was it obvious? Now, let me ask you the, the, the right way. 
Okay. okay. When Tony talks about the Dolphins on a weekly basis, was he more so focused on stacking them as a team or just picking individual players on that team? That wasn't even the argument. Anyway. That was the he argument. likes to do both. We yes. Said, literally, no, no, no. I said that. You're talking about the Dolphins. You're talking about stacking the Dolphins, not like picking Preston Williams yeah, out of a haystack and saying, that's the guy I want. Just guy I want. change the argument to whatever you want. Either way, Tony. I, I win. Tony loses. You finally, you finally got Preston Williams right last week, Tony. And then and he gets happened? hurt on me. He quit on me. Killed Preston Williams. That's just how it happened. I'm just, he didn't quit on you. He's out for the season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freaking, he's got a man up. That's weak. <laughs> Um, a lot of people are going to be on Devontae Parker this week. I don't hate him. I don't even hate Albert Wilson. The one guy I don't understand is Mike Gusecki. I've heard some Mike Gusecki chalk talk, and I think that's really weird since he's not good at football. Uh, Tony, what do you think about this Dolphins side? Yeah, I mean, Devontae Parker, the thing is, Miami's going to be playing from behind like always with Fitzy slinging it. Like, I think he can definitely play Devontae Parker. And, I, I mean, Jaseki, it's just because tight end's so cheap, and he's going to be the number two target now. I mean, he's going to get – I don't know. Like, obviously, he's not like a lock button or anything, but you got to play, you got to play a little Jaseki, I think. And Devontae Parker could have a big game. Marlon Mack, though, I, I think – I don't think I've ever played this guy, but, man, it's a good spot this week with – they don't have much passing game. I, I think it could be a Marlon Mack week. Yeah, you don't really get much of a price discount anywhere. Fantasy draft, he's 13-6. But at the same time, I don't know. Hoop, we like guys that catch the football. That's not Marlon Mack. He also might score three touchdowns this week. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just just Mack in this game. like him quite a bit. Like, yeah, I think the matchup overcomes his um, lack of action in the passing game. Uh, speaking of lack of action, the chat wants us to talk them off of Kalen Balaj. He talks. I thought they were joking. Like, they seriously are going to play Balage? I mean, hey, that's all right. Somebody's got to pay the rake. Who um, in the I, world would play? Why would you play Balage this week? Both of these tight ends on uh, Indy, I think, are fine. Jack Doyle and Eric. Yeah, Kahn. I do like Doyle a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Carolina at the Panthers, 47.5 point total. The Packers, I'm sorry, Carolina at the Packers. The Packers are 5.5 point favorites at home. Hoop, I'll let you tackle this one, man. What are we doing on the Packers side of things? Everybody wants to play McCaffrey on the other side. Yeah. Not a lot of people playing these Packers, though. Um, as I make fun of all the O.J. Howard people and how, how their season has gone, I'm uh, I'm very committed. I'm very pot committed to Devontae Adams, so I have to play him every week. Um, I thought but, you were gonna, hold on, you just compared everybody losing with O.J. Howard. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you're if you're if you're deep in with Devontae Adams, things may be even worse than than the uh, O.J. Howard <laughs> people because <laughs> you had to pick him pretty early on to get him, and it's been obviously it had the injury, but even without the injury it's been disappointing so I like him I mean I loved him last week I like him again here he's on the field for a lot of the snaps have to imagine he's a little healthier so I like him a ton like in in this matchup at that price tag um not messing with these these running backs I mean Aaron Jones Jamal Williams I mean Aaron Jones has been like I don't know it's just been such polar opposites he either looks great on the field big games or he looks like complete crap disappointing games Jamal Williams lurking he's going to be involved so off that McCaffrey yeah I mean we kind of already touched on it um you know the highest highest projected running back on the slate by far highest price tag as well so this this week uh the decision's much more difficult than it's been in the past because there's just not there is some value and some decent value but not like standout you know must have value where it's easy to get McCaffrey it's tough on all sites, and it's just, uh, you know, how much you're willing to sacrifice for those uh, 27 fantasy points. 
Tony, what do you think about this game? God, man, Devontae last week just broke my heart. I had so many good teams, and somehow I ended up getting, like, all in on Devontae. I had so much. Monday, man. Monday, you and I had that exact discussion where it was a good week for us, and we feel like we left a lot of money on the table because of believing Devontae. And the the Packers were just, like – that was probably the worst game I've seen all year from a decent team where they just – I mean, they sucked in that football game. But Devontae's cheap again, and he's just staring at me. So, I have to give me some Devontae. And, I mean, I hope McCaffrey ends up – I hope people are scared of the 27 points. It's really tough to imagine that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae have two bad weeks in a row like that. Like, it really is tough to imagine that they don't bounce back. Rodgers doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. And as far as Aaron Jones goes, maybe he scores another four touchdowns this week. It's just not going to be for my fantasy teams. Rams got this. Rams at the Steelers, 43-and-a-half point total. The Rams, three-and-a-half point favorites. And, God, I don't like anybody in this game. Hoop, do you? Uh, I, like one guy. I like Gerald Everett. Sorry. I like one guy. Actually, you know what? I like I like these guys a little bit more. I mean, than, than, than you. I mean, the, the, the Steelers' defense has been pretty good. But, man, without without Brandon Cooks, like, no one's really talking about Woods and Cup. And, you know, obviously the, the – the, the total in this game is much lower than we like to target, but uh, I like Woods and Cup, and they're 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 another stack that's going to be really low owned compared to some of these other other teams, and the, and you know the 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 work should be pretty concentrated, the passing work, and then Jalen Samuels, um, I love him today, and uh, you know a lot of you know I think he's projected much lower than than he should be. I mean, if he finds the if he finds the end zone, which uh, it's not super likely, but it obviously could happen, like he's going to have a huge game. I mean, that passing work is insane, and it's not a fluke. Like what we saw that, yeah, okay, thirteen catches, yeah, it's not likely that he repeats that, but to say he's going to get eight or nine catches today, like that, that's that's very very possible and, and close to likely. So I really like Samuels too. All right, I don't hate I don't hate Samuels honestly. Now, now I'm looking at it a little bit more. Maybe I don't hate these guys. And you mentioned Cooper Cup. I always like slot receivers against uh, the Steelers. So maybe I should be playing a little bit of cup. Tony, what do you think about this game? Yeah, just exactly what you just said. Cup against Pittsburgh. They have been, uh, again, I'm not I'm not the best numbers guy with this stuff, but it feels like they've been a little better this year, haven't they, Crane? I think their overall defense has been, you know, better. Yeah, since Mink and Fitzpatrick got there, they've been quite a bit better. But still, I mean, Cup is a beast. The Rams, they were off last week too, right? Um... Maybe. Great question. I so I don't I don't remember hating Todd Gurley last week, so I probably <laughs> <laughs> either yeah, way. They were all they were off last week, so I do like I think the Rams might be a little a little sneakier on offense because give them a little time to prepare. The number kinda I mean the Rams favored by four, four and a half now on the road. I don't know. Like I definitely want to play some cup though. At least none of us are going to try and talk the others into Gurley this week. I think this is the yeah. You're not. I'm not talking you into Gurley for the rest of life. No. <laughs> I want Henderson. When can we get Henderson in there? Give me a Henderson week. That's I mean, what I want. Going to happen, right? Like sit Gurley one week for me, so I can play my boy Henderson. I mean, you know, I can't get through this show without season long talk. If that happens, my season long teams are fired. <laughs> we got to get him in there. <laughs> All right. Let's talk the Sunday night game. Minnesota at Dallas, 48.5 point total. Dallas, 3.5 point favorites. And um, Dallas Cowboys, they're expecting Amari Cooper to play tonight. Two of the premier running backs in football facing off against each other. You got Zeke, you got Dalvin. Tony, I assume that you 
have looked into the show for showdowns and of course on fantasy drafts on the slate. So what do we think happens in this game? Yeah, this is my favorite game of the week as far as just pure uh, a pure game where I think Dallas pounds Minnesota. I think they just destroy them, which means I think Zeke is a really good play on like the fantasy draft slate where he could go largely ignored. They're going to dominate up front. Primetime Kirk Cousins, Mr. Noodle Arm himself is going to he's going to be a disaster tonight. I just think Dallas rolls. I can't. I still can't believe they're all. I, they did go up to three and a half at Fanduel. Told you my two my two points. I said you <laughs> yeah. <predicted> too. <laughs> yeah, it did move though. So you, I give you a little credit there. Moved off yeah. a key number two to three. You said five, but I, it's still a good point that it moved. It did move. It's three and a half on Fanduel. It's three with juice on, on a few of the other ones. I just think Dallas destroys them. That's my that's my one play of the day. Where if you want to bet a game, I think Dallas. Everyone wants to bet the primetime game too. Bet Dallas. Dallas gonna win. Who? What do you think about this one? Yeah, uh, like love Zeke here. Uh, if you're playing the, the showdown slates or you know the the slates that go all the way through, um, I agree. I mean, it's it's a great spot for for the Cowboys here. Uh, Kirk Cousins already, you know, just. The, the number of times he's disappointed in these primetime spots is astonishing. He'll be without Adam Thielen tonight. Cowboys at home. Really, really, really like the Cowboys in, in the game and uh, Zeke for fantasy purposes. I want to let you guys know the $300,000 Hooters main event over on fantasy draft is $25 buy-in. Still about 4,600 spots left in that. Um, go and use some money. Rake free DFS. It's the only place out there. That's giving you rake-free DFS. It's a phenomenal deal over there. If you start playing on Fantasy Draft, you are going to save so much money in rake, and uh, you don't got to beat a billion people to win a tournament. So highly recommend checking out Fantasy Draft, of course. Thanks to Fantasy Draft for sponsoring the show. But uh, we got to start getting out of here. Who Give me a hot take for the slate today. Uh, my hot take for the slate today is that Tony wins a ton of money because he's taking, he, 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 Tony's, uh, taking, Tony's taking a pounding. From all angles, even even his, even his even his big supporters are not backing him today. So <laughs> even his big supporters, his big supporters are coming out and and you know not agreeing with his take. So Tony's winning the cheese today. There's not a better time than when I can just start sending out Kenny Powers gifts because everyone made fun of me. Like those are my favorite days. I love being against the world. That's that's what I, I that's where I'm comfortable. <laughs> hey, that was me last week. I got laughed at for Hunter Renfro and uh, Derek Henry, and they both got there. So. I hear you there. I mean, you got a hot take. I mean, your whole show has been a hot take. <laughs> I can't wait. Like it's, I, I haven't been this excited for a week in a while. I love, there's nothing I love more than when everything I, I think on a day gets made fun of. Like that's going to be a good day. I agree with hoop. It's going to be a good one. We got big tournaments today too. These tournaments, I love these tournaments it. are massive today. Hoops hot take was that Tony's gonna win all the money, and Tony's hot take was that Tony's gonna win all the money. I gotta go change my shorts, like they. We got a few seconds to question: Uh, Golden Tate or Devontae Parker for you, Tony? This is like two bad offenses. I'm gonna ask you that. I mean, I take Tate probably in a I don't know cash game. I take Tate tournament probably Parker. I don't know. Like I think they're both decent plays though. All right, Hoop. What do you think, Tate? All right, yo, hoops, uh, Bell or Mac for cash games? Uh, Mac, like I have a lot of concerns with Bell for me today, and I think for a lot of other people, so definitely Mac. QQ for Tony, how can you wear shorts? Doesn't it scare the kids? No undies. <laughs> no undies. Oh, my God. 
Here, my hot take for the day is that everybody is going to be tweeting out and talking tomorrow about why didn't we just play Mahomes? That's what's going to end up happening. I'm with you. I like that. I do like that one. Yeah. All right. And then you know what's going to happen? Like uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to finish with like 27 fantasy points, and uh, (laughs) that's going to be on the winning teams. That'll 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 get things really really fired up. I can't wait till he gets like 18 and he's on the winning teams. (laughs) McCaffrey's going to get 25. And people are going to say, see, I told you he sucked. <laughs> That's the yeah. most ridiculous argument. You know how many times I've won a tournament with, like, my highest-priced guy at, like, two, like, at, like 18? Like, it just happens. The week I won the Millie, my yeah. highest-priced guy was the lowest score. It's literally the most ridiculous. You just need a good game from everyone. It, it, like, And what if you have a 1% guy that gets you 45? Like, yeah, I, it's all. It, it literally doesn't matter if you give me twenty-seven from anybody. I'm taking it. Believe once the me. Game, once the game start, player salaries don't matter. <laughs> yeah, you just need. You to know, buy. they really. I mean, honestly, your, your guy, your guys need to go out there and score touchdowns. Doesn't I'm worried matter. about the guy. Literally, that if you told them they'd get twenty-seven locked in, like no questions asked, twenty, and they said no, like I'd worry about that. I mean, honestly, think about it though. I mean, that's that's a good point that I just brought up that I, I thought about. Like once the game started, <laughs> I thought about. Well, you know, <laughs> once I thought, I thought that's a really good that's point. Once the game, once the game brought up that I just thought about. <laughs> That was such a good point I made. But it really was. I think about it, though. Once the games start and lineups are locked, the guy's salaries don't matter. You need your dudes to go score touchdowns. It doesn't matter if they're 10.7K or if they're 3.5K. If you want to win a million bucks, they all need touchdowns and a lot of yards. Got to get in that box. We we got to get off here, man. Hoop's going to be getting in the box with Hoop here pretty soon. I might have to slide right over to the workbench here. Yeah, I know. But thanks for Is watching. Is it behind that door behind you? Yeah, it's right, next, right over here. the show. We got Dean and two poor guys that have to work with Dean coming up next. Thanks for watching, everybody. Good luck in your contest today. Peace. Bar six of my favorite plays for you for week 10 over on Yahoo. Got a couple stud running backs I'm looking at. A cheap wide receiver play. What team do I want to be overweight on the field? And I'm going to admit one of my addictions in front of the world here in the Fantasy Bar. What are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Week 10 edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack. Good to be back here in the friendly confines of the Fantasy Bar. Six guys fresh off the tap for you for Week 10 over on Yahoo. They're doing it big over there. $250,000 baller tournament. So let's get you some picks to help take down some of that 250k. But before we do that, guys, quick look back as always on Week 9 and a pretty good week here in the Six Pack. Tyrell Williams, the big letdown there. We had the points in that game. Galladay, Stafford came through for us. Big hits on Jacob Hollister and Devin Singletary as well. So overall, solid week. Let's keep the momentum rolling here in week 10. We're going to start at the running back position with Aaron Jones of the Packers, $31. So I love this spot for Green Bay here. Not because I'm a Green Bay homer, because it's a good spot to go home and get this offense rolling. The Carolina Panthers, dead last in DVOA in the entire league against the run here. And I know Jamal Williams involved as well. I think there's plenty for both of these guys. You want to go cheaper with Williams, 
I get it. Jones gives you that huge upside, that 30 fantasy point upside that we're looking for. The Carolina Panthers also get trounced in the touchdown department, which makes sense. You're not good in DVOA against the run. You give up a lot of fantasy points, likely because you're giving up a lot of touchdowns. But a league-high 1.38 touchdowns allowed to the running back position. Green Bay, minus 5.5 here. Home favorite is always a good spot for a running back. Love going back to this offense in a lot of ways. Love this spot for Aaron Jones at $31. All right, if we expect Green Bay to control that game, Carolina likely throwing a lot. Wide receiver DJ Moore, our next pick here in the fantasy bar. So 16 bucks for DJ Moore feels way too cheap. I would have pegged him in the low 20s here. In fact, lowest price we've gotten on him over the last five weeks of the season. So a good buy low here. This guy's getting steady targets in this offense, averaging over nine targets per game over the last month, been very productive with those targets coming off a big game last week. And Carolina, as we mentioned, we expect Aaron Jones to control things. Green Bay five and a half point favorites. That likely means a lot of passing here for the Carolina Panthers. We'll keep an eye on the weather there in Green Bay. I know there's some snow going on right now. Should be clear at game time. I expect some points in this game. I expect DJ Moore, once again, be productive here with double digit targets, finding the end zone, having a big day at a cheap $16 price point. All right, next pick for us. I talked about one of my addictions. We're going to admit it here. In front of the world, I have an O.J. Howard addiction. We're going to roll with him here next for $14. Now, don't shut off the video. I understand he's been terrible. I understand Bruce Arians, tight ends, all of that. I'm going to go back to the well here. If you're not comfortable with this play, I fully understand that. This is one of those things... I have an issue. I can't quit O.J. Howard here. The Arizona Cardinals, most receptions, most yards, most touchdowns, most fantasy points. We could continue on and on here, allowed to the tight end position. A lot of people are going to stack this game, Arizona and Tampa Bay. I think this is a way you can differentiate. A lot of people are going to be uncomfortable hitting that button. And again, if that's you, I get it. Stay with me here. You don't agree with this play. That's fine. This is me trying to get my demons out here in front of the world. Like and love O.J. Howard here in this spot. I think the breakout game is coming. Hopefully we don't end up with egg on our face doing the Week 10 recap next week. But I'm rolling the dice here, O.J. Howard, at $14. All right, let's get to another guy. Probably going to be a little bit controversial here. Running back, Nick Chubb, $27. Now, I know Kareem Hunt back in the mix. This is what everybody's been worried about, and he's definitely going to be involved. That says Freddie Kitchens, yada, yada, yada. Nick Chubb has been outstanding this season. There may be room, like we talked about with the Green Bay running backs, for both of these guys to get it going. And I think all this is going to do here with all this Kareem Hunt talk, it's going to lower the ownership on Nick Chubb. This is a great spot. If we had no Kareem Hunt, everybody would be playing Nick Chubb. But when there's murky waters, when people aren't sure, they might just avoid the situation and look elsewhere. You also have McCaffrey, who's pretty much a lock and load at this point. Barkley. So a lot of high-end running backs people can look to go to if they don't want to play Nick Chubb. So I think it could be somewhat sneaky here. Not that he's going to be 1% owned, but lower owned than he should be. The Browns. Biggest shock here. The Browns are favored at home against the 6-2 Buffalo Bills. Is that Buffalo not being good? Vegas not believing in them. It's one of those weird reverse line movement games. Everybody's betting on Buffalo. The spread keeps moving towards Cleveland. So a situation to take advantage of at home as a favorite, shockingly. But Buffalo also a run funnel defense. And what does that mean? They are very good against the pass. One of the best in the league, top five. They are terrible against the run. 
30th in DVOA. Nick Chubb, high risk, high reward. I get it. Not as risky as OJ Howard, but risky nonetheless. I'm rolling the dice here. I think it's a great spot. Multiple touchdowns here for Nick Chubb is the call. $27, a fair price. All right, let's get you a safer play, one we can feel good about, one that everybody's going to want to go to. And I think with good reason, quarterback Drew Brees, $34. So, yes, Drew Brees will be popular. Yes, the Saints will be popular. Guys, we don't have to get contrarian at every single spot that we roster. Sometimes you take a good spot and you roll with it. This is one of those spots. Saints projected to score 32 points in this game, one of the highest projected team totals we've had all season long. Drew Brees at home, we know, over the course of his career, been money in the bank. This season, we have two starts to look at. This guy's averaging over 370 passing yards per game in those starts. Atlanta, this defense is trash. It's terrible. They're injured. They're banged up. Third most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. So, yes, this will be chalk, as the kids like to say. I am eating the chalk here with Drew Brees at home. Too good of a spot to ignore at $34. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Week 10. But before we do that, guys, a couple things here. First of all, subscribe to the channel. Then you know when the videos are coming out. You hit that bell. You're notified. There's NBA videos early in the week. We have a DraftKings FanDuel NFL video out, this video, and a bunch of other great stuff from Roto-Grinders. So hit that subscribe button. Also, if you enjoy the Fantasy Bar here, you're helping support me, hit that thumbs up button, guys. That is the tip jar here in the Fantasy Bar. I greatly appreciate it. So take a second and do that. And as a thank you, we're going to continue with the Beast of the Week contest. All you have to do, get in the comment section and guess fantasy points for my Beast of the Week. Closest guest is going to win a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium, which gives you access to everything that we have to help build those daily fantasy lineups. Or if you're already a loyal subscriber, and thank you for that, we'll send you a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt. So free contest, Beast of the Week, points in the comment section. Who are we guessing on? Let's take a look. My favorite play for Week 10. You know I'm asked, the Beast of the Week. This time we owe you another wide receiver here. I love Drew Brees. That means we're pairing him up with Michael Thomas, $37 this week's Beast of the Week. Again, this is not an off-the-radar play here. This is plugging the guy that's going to be productive in a great matchup here, and that's Michael Thomas. This guy's averaging almost 10 receptions a game over the last four. We saw Drew Brees come back last week, target Michael Thomas 11 times, 11 receptions for Michael Thomas. His connection is just locked in here. And against Atlanta, we talked about third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Also, third most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Smash spot here for the New Orleans Saints. And Michael Thomas against this beat-up secondary should feast easily. My favorite play of the week and this week's beast of the week. All right, guys, that wraps up here for week 10 in the Daily Fantasy Six Pack, the Fantasy Bar. Hopefully we keep things rolling here for you. Guys, if you have any comments, questions, feedback, hit that comment section. You can also follow me on Twitter, at BeermakersFan. If you guys want more expanded thoughts on the week 10 slate, make sure you get over to Roto-Grinders and check out the DFS OGs podcast on the podcast stream. Notorious, Head Chopper, and myself breaking down every single game on the main slate. So go check that out as well for one hour of fantasy goodness there. But guys, thank you as always. Subscribe, thumbs up button, beast of the night fantasy points in that comment section. And let's get some of this money over on Yahoo for rotogrinders.com. I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here, guys. We'll 
We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here at Dean Seven Out of Four. If you want to get all technical on me, it's 10 10 on the East Coast, 7 10 on the West Coast, 9 10 Tennessee time, which of course we get time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Yahoo. And join me today, usual suspects, double digits, week 10. Boy, the time flies. Batting first. It's going to be Tuttle. What up, Tuttle? How's, a, how's, your, how's your week been? How, how are things going in your world? Uh, things are going all right. Still trying to. The best approach for GPP builds this week. I'm kind of all over the place, so maybe maybe you guys can give me some insight on on which way to go. Well, I'm setting the over under at like uh, I don't know. I'm going to say 10, 13 on the East Coast, where Hump Dog comes out of the words of Grant's Hump Grant Dog. <laughs> Smash the under. <laughs> uh, Grant's still hungover from his birthday. Clearly, uh, happy belated birthday to Grant. I've and, never uh, been hungover in my life. And uh, definitely not true. he's never been this chipper. He's at eight o'clock over there, I believe, eight in the morning. He's freaking Chipper Jones. Uh, and, and you're, you're wired, and I'm so well, what are you drinking? Show, show the people your beverages, our unofficial sponsor. Well, so, yeah. I got this, and I got this. You I, got, I got two coffees. Jesus. Oh, I done drank them. <laughs> done, is there more in this one? This can feels heavier. <laughs> no, it was in fact empty. This one still feels heavy. Finish the other one off, too. You might as well knock that one out. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it? I also finished this entire thing. Me bouncing off the walls like flubber or anything. I didn't like I didn't finish that entire thing. That was a jest on my part. Grant, are, are you feeling good today about tournaments? Um, I don't know. <laughs> is okay. the answer. It's an interesting little weekend here. Um but like I, I have I have money in play on many, many different sites, many, many different ways. Well, you're the king of the dark web. You you know all the dark web sites. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, the Silk Road DFS site. That's a that's things. a reference. <laughs> they pay you in ecstasy. <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. Thankfully, that's, that's like not awesome our sponsor. Was... <laughs> did you did you get that reference, Dean? No. Oh, absolutely! Watch the documentary on uh, Silk Road. It's it's incredible. I'm not aware. Dion Waiters may, may may have seen that documentary, but that's a that's a different. No, I think I'm crossing. All right, uh, let's talk uh, Yahoo, by the way. Just throwing it out there, y'all. The sponsor of our show, obviously. A uh, lot going down today as far as their NFL. Uh, I assume you guys are playing. I'm playing there as well. We have with the $250,000 baller, $10 to jump in there. Uh, still a 40% overlay. And if you guys 
uh, want to roll out the CSVs, you want to have 10, 150 lineups, you can do that very, very succinctly, not too difficult. You can do it with the RG lineup builder. Hey, best part about that, if you happen to win, if you happen to think it, no obligation to thank anybody. Just throwing it out there. Just enjoy your win. Take the victory lap. Uh, so thank you, Yahoo, for sponsoring this show. Uh, Tuttle, give me the screenshot as far as this slate because, uh, like, there's cheap Dolphins and cheap Titans. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't cheap Lions? Oh, my. I don't want to. There are cheap Lions, too. Uh, Driscoll. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why is it, I guess uh, the Bengals the closest thing to Tiger. Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so this this could be the week, the the fade CMC week. I think that's almost the biggest question on the slate is uh, how do you approach CMC? Is he priced too high? Uh, if you fade him, then it's probably for Saquon. Is kind of the next guy in line. And so you're looking at a little different builds with Barkley in your lineups. Um, I think Christian Kirk is probably going to be the heaviest owned wide receiver alongside Michael Thomas. Those guys are going to be staples of, I think, many people's cash game lineups. I think Travis Kelsey on FanDuel and where he's cheaper is going to be the chalk at tight end. And then it's kind of filling from there. I think defensively, you're looking at Browns as the cheap defense to play. Chicago Bears is now the kind of gaining the steam with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback for the Lions is the other popular defense. So I, I do think this week, once you figure out your de- your decision on CMC, I think it, it kind of starts to – the lineups kind of start to create themselves a little bit, but then just trying to figure out to do with, what to do with the last couple spots. A couple of things. <clears throat> Yahoo specific. I know on, on FanDuel, Cleveland's pretty well positioned. And they're, they're super cheap. But on Yahoo, Indianapolis is like 13 bucks, and Baltimore's 14 bucks. Maybe I'd flip those. But both those defenses are way too cheap and – I think you're probably playing one of, one of those two in cash games. And like you said, it depends on where you're shopping. Kelsey, just the pricing on tight ends on FanDuel, it's so condensed. Yeah. Like it's not that much more for actual good tight ends as opposed to the crap guys. But if you're playing on like DK or on Yahoo, there's a reason you know, to punt uh, as far as lineup construction. You sound a little hoarse there, Dean. What have you been doing recently? <clears throat> well, I, I have some water here uh, just in case. Uh, I, I was going to grab some, but uh, <laughs> you kind of bought me some time, I suppose. And, I did I'm here to help. Your... I'm here to help, Dean. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it was a long night last night, apparently. I was I was hanging out at Costco. That's all. I don't want to get into that. Check out my Instagram for that one. But um, yeah, we. Uh, but the, you, you were talking there, at the Tuttle, as far as you're still deciding. Are you still trying to figure out CMC? Because I'm not. I'm kind of conflicted, and I think I'm a Barkley truther today. There's, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm more aligned. Yeah. I'm I'm more Barkley currently um but then that just makes me want to play cmc because i do think that's going to be the more popular move now this week yeah it is weird like and like you know how sustainable is like his 70 yard touchdowns he keeps doing every single week that's probably not sustainable but it definitely could happen i don't know again. grant grant was arguing last night it is oh yeah but grant was all it. fired up yelling at cardi on twitter how is 5.3 yards not sustainable well take it up with cardi man Jamal Charles did it seven years ago, so of course it's... No, Jamal Charles did it throughout the course of his entire career. 40 different running backs have done it with, I think, 180 carries over the course of a season. Many have come close to doing five yards on average per carry throughout their entire career in the peak years. It happens all the time. This isn't a drastic outlier. Let's uh let's start with quarterbacks. By the way, uh, actually, you know, before we do that, we got to do the shoutouts. Uh, those that are rocking the RG badge, well, got to appreciate that, of course. 
Uh, Got to incentivize y'all if you rock the RG badge, finish in the top 10 of certain contests. Devin or Fabus multitasking producer, he's going to go ahead and drop that link in chat, not just the Rotogrounds chat, but also the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching on YouTube, it really, really helps us. We very much appreciate Just click the like button, smash it, praise it, you know, just caress it. However it works, good to get that thumb going up. Uh, those that are uh, rocking that the RG badge. That was very poor phrasing. <laughs> I like well, to smash it as well. Well, the, the button you're talking about, yes? Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, your family portraits would say otherwise. It's not just. <laughs> All right. I, we I have... like to smash that too. <laughs> What's going on in the show? <laughs> what is happening? I like to smash what? Is that <laughs> how you have kids? So many kids? Uh, shout out to those that are rocking the RG badge. We got a, a person named Ethernet. Thank you, Ethernet. Pustalak? 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 Thank you. Uh, NFL I think owner. you pronounced that one correctly. I think. Are, <laughs> you, are you trying to swear on on this? No. Did I say something? I'm wrong, Burgundy. Did you do you see this name title or no? No. It's in the email. I guess you didn't. <laughs> you don't know what that was. No, I just opened the link and delete the email. <laughs> you just go. On, that thing's passive aggressive to delete the email too. But all right. <laughs> uh, NFL owner, thank you for rocking the RG badge. I don't know which one it is, but uh, I'm going to say it's Daniel Snyder. Thank you, Daniel Snyder. Uh, Joe78520. And of course, and of course a fresh set of downs. There you go. That's downs with a Z for scoring at home. Let's make it to the screen share. Sure, why not? Let's do a screen share and show the people as far as the most popular quarterbacks that are expected today. Grant, you can open it up as far as quarterbacks. You know, we don't know what a salary cap. Of course, if you have all the money in the world, you want LJAX versus a terrible Cincinnati team. You ran all over them last time. His rush prop today was like somewhere in the 70s, so it seems pretty absurd. Pat Mahomes is back. Pat Mahomes is right down the road, by the way. Along with Hump Dog, like maybe less than two miles away. Get get jealous, Grant. I I can yell and maybe, well, no, I can't yell that loud. Uh, Winston against Arizona, of course, a pretty interesting game as well, too, as for one of the highest totals, two bad defenses. Uh, Murray as well. Never really gets too high as far as ownership. Uh, What do you have for me, Grant, as far as your favorite quarterbacks? I mean, the interesting one is Winston. Everyone's just so darn excited about playing him, which is understandable, but – a lot of different ways you can go wrong with him. A lot of, he could throw a bunch of picks, could fumble the ball. He could do any number of things. And they could end up running towards the end of the game here. Winston's super interesting, but I, I don't like – just from a safety perspective, he's probably one of the safest plays on the entire slate. Outside of Lamar Jackson up there at the top, who they mentioned it on the last show. I think Crane did. And Bach was the one that told him. A 75-yard rushing prop for Jackson. Considering I just going mentioned up, it like 30 seconds ago as well, but continue. You know, I, uh, sorry, I was singing slow jams by Twista, Kanye West, and Jamie Foxx on the top of my head. It's a great Been song. there. <laughs> fair, um, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, this Cincinnati defense is historically bad against running quarterbacks, uh, if I remember correctly. Like, we already saw Jackson go for 100 yards once against him this season. They've been giving up huge rushing games to a bunch of quarterbacks, so. He's very much probably the top raw points play on the entire slate at QB. After that, like, Murray is really interesting. I'm not really caring too much about ownership. Murray, really interesting. Mahomes, really interesting. Those are all the obvious guys. And one guy that I think is going to get drastically overlooked on this slate is Matt Ryan. Like, he's only projected for 5% ownership. Too much. What Really? Why? Explain to me why. Uh, he was immobile when he was healthy. <laughs> now they're taping him up and throwing him out there. 
and he's going to get absolutely swallowed by the Superdome in New Orleans. So, and that line's terrible. So, uh, yeah. Literally every single, every single week this season, the uh, Falcons have put up massive passing numbers. Not he's the five. one week I rostered Matt Ryan, so I'm very bitter. He put up a okay. six spot for me. Uh, I'm not even. I don't even remember how Shab did in that game, but <laughs> every single week a quarterback hasn't gotten injured. They put up massive numbers. Shab just put up what was it, 460 yards? This offense has some pieces. They seem to know what they're doing on the offensive end, and they're terrible on the defensive end. The game script is perfect for them. Like we're getting the 300 yard bonus in all likelihood. It's not as if the Saints are an absolutely incredible defense. They play man coverage that gives a huge shot for either Jones or for Ridley to go off for a big game. You can correlate it nicely. I have really low ownership with Ridley and Jones. I absolutely, They're going to throw 45 times in this game. I absolutely love Matt Ryan here, and I can't figure out why people – like. I get the Vegas implied total is 19 for the Falcons, but they only put up, like, what, 20 points the game shot played? They can turn the ball over, and they can put still put up massive yardage totals here. They take shots. It's just a beautiful spot outside of him. I mean, not really a whole lot I like. Uh, there's ones I'm all right with. I think you can go with Jared Goff. It's not a great matchup going up against Pittsburgh and they'll likely milk the clock a bit. Don't have a huge implied total, but it's still Jared Goff. And he can put up big numbers at any given time. Um, but, like, it, it's the only moderately off-the-board guy I like is Matt Ryan and maybe Josh Allen, just the way that game could potentially play out. Subtle, first your take as far as Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, my, my side here or Grant's side or somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. <clears throat> um, Way to take a stand. <laughs> yeah. If you ask me a question, that's where I'm going to stand. It's, it's right in the middle. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I get the reasoning for it. Um, and I get the reasoning why people won't play him either. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Grant as, in terms of having a tough time finding a quarterback that's going to be off the board this week. And so uh, I'm actually kind of in agreement that Matt Ryan probably is one of the better options that's actually off the board. Well, do you need one is the question. No, you probably don't. I think ownership's going to be spread out. I I think the biggest benefit of, of finding a quarterback off the board for tournaments would be stacking purposes because I think, well, I'm not worried about quarterback ownership. I think that the stack concentration is going to be kind of more condensed than usual this week. I think there's going to be a lot of people, um, obviously Tampa Bay, Arizona. Um, I was hoping that we could see some reduced ownership in Kansas City or with with Kansas City. I don't think that's going to happen, but that was my hope at the beginning of the week. Um, you'll see some ownership on New Orleans as well. So I think the the biggest benefit from going off the board at quarterback would be you're getting more access to guys that are just going to be low-owned. I'm seeing uh, – I'm pulling up one of the tags right now. You have Winston and Lamar Jackson here on the screen share as far as your favorite quarterbacks for cash. Have you settled or are you still kind of going back and forth? Um, it's site-dependent. I think it's pretty negligible to get Lamar Jackson on on FanDuel. I think there's a pretty obvious uh, FanDuel cash build that you can kind of go with uh, over there. And then it, it kind of just varies. You, I think you could throw – the thing with those cash tags is you want to kind of concentrate or condense it as much as possible. But I, I do think on this week, you could throw Kyler in the mix. You could throw Mahomes in the mix. I don't think you're going wrong with with taking any of those options. Uh, specific to our sponsor, Yahoo, and I, I agree. I made a team before uh, the show started, actually. And 
you got Winston in the conversation. They get salary matters, and thirty-one dollars for Winston it just seems a little too cheap. Murray's still kind of cheap over there too, but I don't know if I fully trust him for cash. I think he's like 27, 28 bucks. Like him a bit for tournaments. Uh, give give me some of your tournament plays here, total outside of cash. Uh, you know that you're throwing some darts at. You mentioned Mahomes. Um, Tennessee is just kind of a neutral opponent, I suppose. And in theory, Henry can run the ball like 17 times in a row. They can have like 10 minute drives for a field goal or something like that. And that's obviously not ideal for the Kansas City side, where Mahomes would just be chilling on the sideline. But uh, if you can get Mahomes at 10% or less on a, you know, and this is only 10 games, depending on well, 11 games, as far as Yahoo, they add the Dallas Minnesota night game. If you can get him at that ownership, people might still might be hesitant. And, you know, Watkins is going to be somewhat low owned. And I think, you know, Hill makes a lot of sense for tournaments as well, too. We'll talk about receivers, but uh, people are going to be rostering Thomas and the Tampa Bay guys before they get to Hill. And Hill can get behind that defense pretty quickly. And he can catch two bombs today for all we know. Uh, what, what are you doing with Mahomes? It sounds like you like him, at least for tournaments. Yeah, that was kind of my stance on him. Um, Kansas City has some things going in their favor in terms of injuries for Tennessee as well. Malcolm Butler left last week's game with a wrist injury. He's on IR. Uh, Jarrell Casey is missing this week. He's uh, one of the Titans' best pass rushers. Uh, so they're they're going up against a, a defense that already does not rate very well against run or against the pass, I should say. Don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback as is, and now they're down a couple guys. So – I do think it sets up well for Mahomes. I'm starting to question uh, just because my little personal bubble is fairly high on Mahomes. So it, it makes that harder to read what his ownership is actually going to be. But I do think it's going to be going to be discounted uh, than what we would have on a regular week if he wasn't coming off injury. So I do like Mahomes quite a bit. I think he would probably be the highest owned quarterbacks quarterback on like a regular week and Right now, I think we have him about fourth or fifth uh, for projected ownership. So, yeah, I, I do like Mahomes quite a bit from where he's projected at. Yeah, Jimmy and his team, obviously this stuff is always fluid and it changes the closer and closer we get the lock, the more and more precise it gets as far as information. Uh, actives and inactives come out an hour and a half before lock. It appears that uh, Stafford's not going to play. So I don't know if Stafford is in here, if that's been adjusted or not. But I don't know if people are going to play Driscoll. I think he – did somebody say he's like 4-1 on DK? Which is like <laughs> lock him in. Don't do it. I still don't, wouldn't do not do, do it. it. Do not do it. <laughs> I still would not do that. Uh, Grant, we're seeing Winston at sixteen percent, Lamar at fifteen, Breeze thirteen. And, but my issue with both Breeze and Lamar is, you know, is it going to be a Milton Berle game? Are they just going to do just enough and not necessarily get the max because they're going to play two and a half quarters? This is going to chill the rest of the game because you know how much do we expect Cincinnati to score? Well, I guess some people think Atlanta's going to score a good bit as well. They can kind of sort of somewhat keep up. Someone, you're somewhat. just saying me. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I get it. There are some good pieces. I just think that, you know, it's really set up. I, I'm, I'd rather play the New Orleans defense before Matt Ryan. This is kind of the point I was making. But oh, that's I, fine. You, you can play both. Yeah, well, not this. Well, not in the same lineup. Yeah, you fine. can play both in the same lineup. In theory. They're going to be chucking all over the place. Like, look at what happened with Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub put up a fantastic outing <laughs> for the opposing defense and himself. He put up 460 yards, and they had, what, four turnovers? There's no reason why you can't play them both, especially if a pick six is in the realm of possibilities, which was more so with Matt Schaub than is with Matt Ryan. But this offense is – who do you think the most yards per game passing offense is in the league right now? Uh, Well, I know Atlanta has been throwing – they're always behind, so it's probably Atlanta. Yeah, they are right on pace with what Tampa Bay did last year, which it was pretty much if you knew the quarterback was going to play the whole game, you locked in the quarterback. 
for Tampa Bay last year. Granted, we never knew that, but in any case, like this is a near historic rate offense. I think they're currently on pace for 5,200 yards passing. And that's with one absolutely horrible offense or one horrible game against the Rams in which they were just injured. They get a matchup versus New Orleans where they're guaranteed to be throwing late in the game pretty much. I, I, yeah. Play Matt Ryan. I, don't, I can't remember what your original question is. I, I just My original question was, you know, Breeze and Jax. Like, we think they're, they're well-positioned. They should be super efficient. But how long are they going to be asked to be efficient? At what point do they say – and, again, who knows, NFL, anything can happen, yada, yada, yada. But we think they're going to be ahead by a good bit just kind of chilling in the second half. So are they going to be kind of uh, cut short of their max potential games because the other teams really can't keep up and therefore Breeze. just running the ball? Yeah, Breeze is more likely to. We look at – we have an entire sample size of last season where they're blowing opponents out constantly. I think they covered the spread even at double digits almost every single time the first eight weeks of last season. We saw Drew Breeze in games where they needed to keep the game close and they were having a tough time, such as the Rams games or Ram game. Like he would throw the ball off. Other times he would acquiesce to the rest of the offense and even get taken out near the end of the game and would only put up 200 yards and maybe a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, it's a little bit different. We have a pretty significant sample size of him in moderate blowouts and he still crushes almost every single time. So we saw him play Cincinnati a few weeks ago. He ended up with 33 points. I don't think that game was particularly close if I remember correctly. Like when the game is still even moderately close, he's still going to be in the game regardless of the divisional opponent. It's being played in Cincinnati, so it can be closer than people realize. I'd be much more likely to go with Jackson than I am with Breeze, and he, Jackson is much more likely to be doing something with the ball later on in the game. They'll still have designed runs for him. They'll still He'll still end up uh, going out of the pocket with how bad Cincinnati's defense is at uh, containing opposing quarterbacks. They'll have those easy runs for seven yards where he just goes out, out of bounds, so Baltimore or Lamar is way more likely to end up with a big game and not acquiesce to the opposing team and just run the ball. Dude, smash the over and acquiesce, by the way. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get I get fixated on certain words when I have copious amounts of caffeine. <laughs> copious as well. I thought you did a good job. I, I got the acquiesce copious exact the box. Yeah, so. I've been using that word a lot lately. What's a good <laughs> thinonym for acquiesce? <laughs> I'm going to need a thesaurus for that one. Uh, so, Tuttle, feel free to add on as far as giving thoughts about those quarterbacks. Maybe, you know, great spot, but, like, how much they're going to be asked to do. Or just feel free to just jump the running backs, whatever you want to do. I was busy listening to James Palmer on my side screen talk about Patrick Mahomes not having any sort of limited mobility this week. So, I, I missed everything Grant said. I, I know who, he said acquiesce that, a lot. On, on the Mahomes front. Who's J- is that Jesse Palmer? Who's J- is James Palmer? James who's, Palmer. Yeah. James, at James is. Palmer TV. I don't Are know you who talking about is. Carson Palmer? <laughs> no, he's an NFL Network analyst. Okay. Robert Palmer? Oh, my gosh. Is that the what worst. we're talking about? Um, uh, yeah. I, I was going to say with Mahomes, mobility was a major problem for him in – the last five games he plays, last four games he played, whatever yep. it was. And that is a potential concern here. But if there looks like there's going to be no real problem with his mobility, the fact that they did give him extra time, realizing I think that they could still win with Matt Moore and just let him actually get back to full mobility. Mahomes at full mobility is 30 points a game. Hearing right. that, I am I am getting real excited about Mahomes. He's got to be fought. Why would they throw him out there? It would make no sense if he's not. They right. literally did it four straight games when he was struggling with a sprained ankle that limited his mobility. 
Why would yeah. they do that? Well, they yeah, did and hopefully that. that drives drives his ownership down too, as people see the the pre game or the the pre injury pre uh, knee injury numbers, and they weren't very promising. But like Grant said, it was it was clear he was struggling with an ankle injury at the time. And drugs are good too in the NFL. Like they have some good drugs. So like you know if he's not feeling particularly well, they can make him feel a little bit better. But uh, <laughs> out of context, drugs are good is probably not the best thing I should be saying. Uh, so the jump in here, Tuttle, as far as uh, running backs, if people are asking about C- is CMC a lock button in cash this week, like I well again, this is probably the answer is depends who you're shopping. Yeah, and he's not he's not a lock button in cash. Um, I've been helping Jamino out with ownership percentages this week, and I've the the one question I've had is I could see McCaffrey not be – I think we still have him currently projected as the highest – or we have David Montgomery projected as the highest owner running back. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty clear at this point. Um, but I could see McCaffrey not as – I, I could see Saquon being higher owned than McCaffrey. What, what do you think on that? We have, well, currently we have – again, it depends on where you're looking, obviously. Currently we have a CMC at 26% on DK, uh, Saquon at 18%. Uh, on DK, let's see if it changes as far as the ownership percentages on Yahoo. Uh, let's see. We have currently CMC at twenty eight percent and uh, Barkley at twelve percent on Yahoo. That's weird because I currently I, I have two different cash lineups and I have one with each, so I'm not the person to ask. What about so you, I, Grant? Oh, yeah, go, go go ahead, Grant. On what? Now, now you guys got me confused. <laughs> is he he a cash lock for you no he's not a cash game lock i mean he's a great cash game play but the fact that the mid-tier is just packed with uh good options and montgomery and ronald jones gross uh singletary uh david johnson jalen samuels derrick henry damian williams Le'Veon bell there's so many good mid-tier options that it kind of just gets me away from playing or from locking in McCaffrey. So it's it's a little bit tough here to fit him in. I mean, even Freeman, we didn't, I don't think I mentioned him, but he can get some pass game work. He's the lead back there. He just went south for the rest of the season, I believe. So, like, there's so many good mid-tier options that makes McCaffrey not a lock. I love McCaffrey. I am probably will end up using him in cash, but is he a lock? No. Yeah, we live in a world with salary cap, yada, yada, yada. We mentioned Montgomery as far as him being chalky, and yeah, he's 25% on Yahoo. Uh, on DK, he's currently 29%. We've seen him get a ton of more snaps. And, you know, Tuttle, with Driscoll being in the game, like the whole thing with Montgomery is, are the Bears winning? Okay, then Montgomery's in the field. Are they losing? Well, he's not in the field. We, we think they have a better chance. I know Trubisky's still their quarterback, but we think that they have a better chance to be winning with Driscoll replacing Stafford, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think in cash, as weird as it is to say, I think Montgomery is Montgomery is the cash lock. I think this week. <laughs> yeah. um, again, it, it's ugly to say, but he's cheap enough everywhere. Um, and again, the, the Driscoll situation helps him quite a bit as well. Um, so yeah, Montgomery, I think running back cash lock, and then it's kind of all over the place. Grant mentioned the mid tier is pretty loaded. My thing that I've, I'm keep coming, I keep coming back to right now is when I'm building lineups, because there are actually a fair, a decent amount of lower price to mid price running back options, it's pretty negligible to get Christian McCaffrey over Saquon Barkley. And if you think that, then it's like, why would you not play C-Mac? Like I, I keep telling myself like point per dollar, point per dollar, 
Quan is a good play. I'm just going to go Quan. But then I keep building these teams, and it's like McCaffrey's just been so consistent. Hit the matchup is much better for McCaffrey, um, where it makes me want to play McCaffrey. But but he I'm, can't I'm possibly average five point three yards a carry. Well, he can't have an eighty yard run every single week. Like we we can agree on that, right? Does That's... he really need to to average five point three yards a carry? And the other part of that, and again, I'm I'm like Tuttle, like I'm in the middle, I'm on the fence as far as that conversation, and I see both sides of it. But also, if you notice his uh, his catch rate, his uh, target rate's gone down as well too in recent games, for what it's worth. Um, I mean, you know. is any of that responsible due to game script keeping games fairly close? I'm not sure. I, I can't tell you the exact reason why it's. Or happened. you know, out of the last four games, they've been ahead by a touchdown or more in virtually every single one of them outside of San Francisco, in which they just were out of the game entirely. Yeah, but this is a share, the percentage. It's not like it doesn't. It's not based upon how many throws are being you know thrown, how many targets are out there. I mean, it kind of does. In games where you're, uh, what two touchdowns down, you end up relying on the running back slightly more because you're looking for downfield throws, and when that doesn't happen, you dump it off to the running back. Especially when you have one like McCaffrey who can do it in the open field. If you're ahead, you're probably not dumping the ball off. You're looking for more seven, eight yard out routes. I just I, I see DD in the chat by the way, not to completely ignore what you just said, but he's talking about Kareem Hunt. Um, are you guys playing Kareem Hunt? We're not doing this, are we? No. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I actually I wrote him. I in my leverage article this week, I wrote a section on him just to because I wanted to touch on like talk about him a little bit. We have so many cheap running backs this week that are actually like strong plays, especially on sites where the. Pricing, no, not not <laughs> Despite, especially where sites where pricing is condensed more, like on on Fanduel, where like can you imagine playing Kareem Hunt on Fanduel for forty five hundred when no. David Montgomery, Jalen Samuels, uh, Ronald Jones are all reason within reason. Uh, but Kareem Hunt was the best fantasy running back like two years ago. I, I think he makes like if you somehow can speculate that he'll see double-digit touches, like, if, if you think that is a likely outcome for him, then I think there's reason to play him on a site like more like DraftKings. Ronald Jones is cheap on DraftKings, but the, the pricing is spread out a little bit more, so it makes a little bit more sense on a, a, a site with stricter pricing. But I, I think it's still a stretch, but I, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, saw double-digit touches. So uh, I, wa- I watch, I see Jimino in chat, and he's got one of the best premium shows here, him and uh, Scott Hansen. And Scott Hansen's one million. He's better at fantasy than me. He's a really, really smart guy. But, uh, and they have a bit uh, in, in their show. They talk about basically a list off a player that's going to be less than 5% owned that they're going to be over the field on. And he talked about playing him, uh, Kareem Hunt. And, again, I don't want to – this may change. His, his opinions may change since he recorded it. But he was talking about playing him potentially up to 50% in his lineups. And that seems really ambitious. Uh, I think that was DK-specific for what it's worth. But uh, there are some truthers out there. I'm just saying that, that people are, uh, are considering him for sure. And uh, Can you give me give me a scenario, Grant, where Mac doesn't like it? Like, he can't flop today, can he, outside of injury, right? How does Mac – like, Mac not – how does he flop? Uh. Mac, how does he flop? Any yeah. number of ways. Any number of ways. He's not terribly involved in the passing game. So if they do get down to an early deficit, which, if you're unaware, Miami has done to multiple teams over the last few weeks, uh, then Mac 
probably won't be nearly as involved. Miami may have a bad run defense, but they do have a very, very bad pass defense. It's running back that's not terribly involved in the receiving game. Always has a chance to bust. Buttle, your, thought, your thoughts on Mac? It feels like, you know, uh, he's kind of pricey and depend, you know, some sites price up based upon matchup. And, I, yeah, I do have an issue with running backs that don't catch the ball. That's kind of a problem for me, especially from a cash game perspective, from a floor perspective. But he probably gets the ball like 25 times and he probably cracks 100 yards and he probably gets in the end zone. I think don't all, all those things most likely happen. I mean, I've tried to play Mac a couple different times this season <laughs> um, when game scripts were supposed to go his way. And I have not, I have not had good luck doing so. Um, Daily fantasy sports is about today. It's not about yesterday. It's not about three weeks ago though. How do you feel about him today? Yeah, but you'll see they'll, they'll frustrate, they'll frustratingly spell him way more often than you would like, even though he's going to get the touches. Um, he's still not going to get as many touches as you think he should get. Um, the, the problem is here too, like, I know Brian, like Brian Hoyer is their quarterback. So you're under the assumption, like, I know, I know it's Miami. Yeah. You're, you're under the assumption that they're just going to come out of the gates and dominate right away, uh, which, you know, betting markets say that's the most likely outcome. They are <laughs> 10 and a half point favorites, but I mean, I, somebody so game script dependent, like, like Matt, Mac has me a little bit hesitant. So like Le'Veon Bell is similarly priced on most sites. Like it's, it's hard for me to play Mac over a guy like Le'Veon Bell, I think. Um, speaking of getting spelt, uh, Kamara is coming back to sweet Tuttle and there's talk about, you know, being a legit split here with how good the Prada UCF Latavius Murray did in his, you know, Kamara's absence. Uh, we've seen it in the past when Ingram was there too. Like Kamara doesn't get this massive uh, share. Of course, he can catch the ball a good amount too. And uh, the other part of it as well is New Orleans is probably going to be smashing. And if they're ahead by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, it's probably Murray and it's probably not Kamara. Those are all probably. There's no reason for me to just assume. Are we sure about that? I, that's why I said probably. I don't know. I mean, uh, just so we have a pretty significant sample size of this because of Murray what? is Mark Ingram. Okay. Basically correct? Uh, more or less. Yeah, sure. Okay, go continue. Yeah, so look at Kamara in those games where they were blowing other teams out constantly. Uh, did Kamara get a pretty decent workload? A lot of times, yes. Did he still have huge touchdown equity, especially earlier on in the game? Yes. Like, Kamara, he's a guy that can easily just blow – where are you laughing at? The chat's cracking me up. Somebody's pro- These dudes live in mommy and daddy's basement. <laughs> I mean, so. I technically live in my brother's basement. Mom, <laughs> the meatloaf! I don't, I don't get what the problem with that is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really nice basement. I have a full bar down here. Um, <laughs> Would you leave? But yeah, like in a lot of those games where they've blown teams out, Kamara is absolutely crushed. Um, so uh, Kamara is going to get largely overlooked on this slate. I have no problem playing him because everyone says, yeah, no reason to play him. Don't play him. But last time that happened, I believe, was when the Saints played the Seahawks. Uh, with Bridgewater starting, and I believe Kamara went for 38 points then. So Kamara can absolutely crush value. He's not going to be heavily owned. Of the top-tier running backs, he's going to be the least owned, and that's almost always the situation where we want to start. We're seeing about 15% on him for what it's worth. And uh, bring David Johnson to that conversation as well, Tuttle. 
David Johnson into the conversation, huh? Um, it's going to catch yeah. the ball in theory. Yeah, well, I think it'll be actually interesting to see how often he lines up in the slot. I know there's been talk about Johnson and Drake being on the field uh, a decent amount together this week. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, he's a tournament play. I think he does not have a safe touch floor in this spot, but uh, he's so cheap that I'm, I'm fine playing him in tournaments, especially if you're stacking that game. Give a thought on Kamara. Um, I came out early this week, kind of same thoughts as you. I think that projection systems are a little hot on him, but now I'm, I'm kind of going full circle here and thinking <laughs> that like, I, if he's going to be low owned, like I keep this, this, uh, saints 32 and a half team total just keeps staring at me. It's like, they're going to get there somehow. It's very likely they're going to score a crap ton of points this week. Uh, is it going to be all Michael Thomas? It could be, but uh, Kamara could have a very big share in that as well. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of slices potentially to go around. Kamara, Murray, Thomas, again, can catch a bomb. Proud of UCF, Traquan Smith can catch a bomb. You know, Cook expected back as well, too, the uh, Beetlejuice doppelganger. So, yeah, they can score 33 points. And they're also going to get that defensive touchdown against Atlanta. That's happening. <laughs> Definitely going to get a pick six or like a fumble. Uh, are are we sure about that? This is no. football. No, like not, no, we keep sure saying things and they're not at all they're not nearly as likely to happen as people lead you to believe if um, there was a draft that says draft the defense that's most likely to score a touchdown today new orleans is if not i mean it's in the family feud board for sure and it's potentially a you know the first or second pick is it is it not the is it but it's also the highest the cardinals position. It's not the Cardinals. No, they might score a touchdown because Winston is one of the most turnover prone QBs in the league. Peterson's a guy that's returned TDs or yeah. interceptions for TDs all the time. Like the most he likely kid for what it's worth. Peterson's been meh. Yeah. Well, back. he's been back for what? Three weeks. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? All I, I care mean, about is today. In the last three weeks, they have two more interceptions than they have the rest of the season combined. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, Chubb's, of course, playing. He's kind of sort of so interesting. Freeman's really cheap on Yahoo. He's 13 bucks, so I don't mind him over there. Balazs is crazy cheap. We kind of laughed at him, but I suppose he can get, you know, not all touches are created equal. His touches are created poorly, but in theory, he should get like 15 touches or so. Uh, Samuels, you know, obviously caught the ball like 15 times last week. The price is up, but he's still, uh, he could definitely get there and pay it off. We talked Tell me about if Baltimore. I should play him or not. Which one? Jalen Samuels. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. You want him, of course, uh, more so on PPR sites, but, uh, you know. He's so I, cheap on FanDuel is the problem. Yes. Uh, we, probably made a, we probably made a similar build, and I, I kind of stared at it, and I was like, I don't know if I want to trust Samuels, especially on a, a half-point PPR site. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's in the mix. I don't have I don't have a stand, a hard stand on him. It sounds like you don't either. Le'Veon Bell and Brown's defense or Jalen Samuels Bears defense? Yes, that's that's basically what you're just Some, Somebody answer that for me. Both, <laughs> both, both of you answer that for me. Cardinals defense. What is it with the Cardinals? You know, they're going to – well, yeah, look, they're going to give up 30 points or something like that. We don't really care how many points you give up. Are they? also got to be well, – Somebody answer, answer my question. I need to know. Uh, what was you your know, question again? Le'Veon Bell in Browns defense or Jalen Samuels Bears defense? Jalen Samuels Bears defense. Let's see if the chat says. Let's talk about some receivers. I mean, literally, 
Jeff Driscoll is starting. I know that's, <laughs> but I never sacrifice defense for a player. But this is this seems like the spot to do it in. I mean, like, and he correlates not, so nice. A giant sacrifice down from Bell to Samuel. Everyone is so excited about playing Bell this week just because it's up against the Giants. But Bell has disappointed more times than I can count with Darnold in that offense. They haven't been passing to or dumping off to him nearly as much. Like they probably have 20 different ways in which Bell can bust, especially considering they may not score a touchdown. And in games where they haven't scored a touchdown, I think Bell has exceeded half point PBR 15 points once. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole lot of different ways where Bell can absolutely bust. And Jalen Samuel has pretty much guaranteed five points over on FanDuel by his 10 receptions. But he's actually a decent runner, and I think Edmonds injured. So, yeah, Samuel I think he's going to play. Is he? But he's I think so, injured. right? Is, isn't the, Edmonds, Edmonds is going yeah, right? to play. Gonna play. I, yeah, I'm just not going to be full go. Well, who knows? Well, we'll see. I've, I, I've been waiting for it for too long, and it's probably never going to happen, but I'm just waiting for the game where Pittsburgh's defense does not keep them in it. But then you can argue that's good for Jalen Samuels because he'll catch more balls, but who who knows? And there, there hasn't been a week all year where you're like, man, I, I wish I played Bell. <laughs> like, he's he's been fine a couple weeks. He's been fine. But there's yeah, not been one 25-point adding. I, I think he would be my, – my hypothesis is that he would be chalk this week if he did not have the injury tag the whole week. I agree. And the MRI talk the whole week. Yeah, Chuck yeah. Le'Veon Bell never fails. Let's talk about receivers. Uh, Michael Thomas, can that possibly fail, Tuttle? I, uh, we, we see – I have I have uh, the Blitz, Tardy's the Blitz up here, and he's, he's got him projected for a ridiculous 29 fantasy points on a full, field, full PPR. That is a massive n- uh, number. I was kind of flabbergasted when I saw it, but it's justifiable as well because at Atlanta team, you can do whatever you want against them. And it's kind of sort of the same question. is like, well, are they going to keep throwing the ball when they're up by three touchdowns? And again, we don't necessarily know they'll be up by three touchdowns, but that's what, you know, the projections may say to some degree. So uh, Thomas, obviously, Tuttle, is a fabulous you know, cash game play. Talk about Thomas and the other elite guys when it comes to tournaments. Yeah, excellent cash game play. Excellent play in general. I'm fine fading him in tournaments, though. Um, again, I, I think a lot of it has to do with getting kind of a different lineup construction. I think Thomas is Thomas is going to be so heavily owned. Um, I think we have him as the highest owned player on the slate, which is unsurprising given some of the projections out there on him. Uh, we have him it looks 29%. Like 29% on DraftKings, yeah, which is tied for uh, Montgomery. Um, if you go up in stakes and you're seeing lower tournaments or even in, in cash games, obviously it's, it doesn't matter. But um, if you go up in stakes and we're seeing lower field tournaments, Thomas's percentage, he's, it's going to approach 50% in some of the, the high entry and high dollar stuff. Um, excellent play. You kind of just hope if you're fading him that some of the, the healthy pieces that are coming back are just enough to, to take just enough away from his production to pay off his tag. The thing is his, his price tag is pretty high. So he has to do quite a bit to, to really value or really kind of be good for tournaments. I'm not saying he can't do that, but uh, I think he's a fine tournament. Fave. Your favorite tournament pivot. Is it Godwin? Is it Hill? Is it Adams amongst the big spends? Um, kind of dependent on your lineup. If you're depending on which game you're looking to target and which stacks, Tyreek Hill is the guy that would be for me just because I'm 
again, really happy about or really giddy about playing Mahomes this week. So it would be hill for me, but um, I think Godwin is a, is a good play as well. Which buck receivers are this week? I, I was digging through and I kind of went back all the way back to week two and every single week, one of them goes absolutely nuts outside of week one, which I think they were okay, but nothing spectacular. Uh, who's going to do it this week? It's been Evans of late. Godwin. All right. There it is. Evans. Right. Oh, well, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> you got... Oh, well, there's a 50, 50 chance. Pretty yeah. Much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do with, uh, wide receivers? You, well, you play 50% of each and, you, and you one in every lineup. Yeah. And you're guaranteed to get a GBP winning performance by one. Well, now you got to get the rest of the spots correct. But yes, I, that's not a completely ridiculous idea. I really don't think. That's... No, I've been saying it for like three weeks and <laughs> it's been foolproof for three weeks. 50% of your lineups are fantastic. And the other 50% throw them in the trap. All you need is one though, right? All you need is one if you're chasing the top. Uh, Grant, your thoughts as far as the guys at the top, and then you know, feel free to work your way down the middle. Uh, Cooper Cup also in the conversation as well. And there's some interesting boom bust plays that are kind of sort of somewhat cheap. And there are some cheap receivers out there in Tennessee. I know you're going to mention Hump Dog as well. Hump uh, Dog. If you trust Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown's a guy definitely get behind the defense. John Brown, one of these days, is going to catch a long one. In theory, uh, he's priced down in some spots depending on where you're shopping. And the Dolphins are down to like no receivers. Uh, they're all ridiculously cheap, and in theory, they have to accumulate some yards. Uh, so, what are you doing, receiver? Here? Well, a lot of names, a lot, of, a lot of ways you can go with that question, but feel free to run with it. If we're disregarding ownership, then Kirk and Devontae Parker, my two favorite plays, probably on the entire slate at wide receiver. Michael Thomas shortly thereafter because he is going to get probably ten catches, more of a play over on DK than he is over on Fanduel, just because of massive volume catches he's going to end up getting i love godwin and evans i think the smart move is in fact to play 50 percent of each of them um, and just have one of them in almost every single lineup there is a way where both of them end up with 28 points um there's also a way in which one ends up with 40 and the other ends up with 10 so there's a lot of different ways it can go playing one of them in every single lineup is a smart move and even throwing both of them into a stack with winston is not a terrible idea with how many plays are going to be running. We've seen huge volume and huge uh, amount of passing attempts by Winston all season long. And so going up against a high-paced Arizona team is a great spot for them, the best spot they could possibly have. Outside of them, um, in the mid-tier, Tate could be in for a big game, seeing decent volume, seeing decent catch rate. He's a guy that can break off a big run at any given time, which I don't think we've really seen too much of this year. But he's a guy that I think averaged more yards after a catch, after catch than almost anyone uh, the last, what, eight years. So he's a guy that I really like. Ridley is going to go way under-owned. And without Sanu in that offense, he's going to get a larger volume of targets. They're going to be passing the ball constantly. Love Ridley. Outside of them, like, it's the Carolina wide receivers that I really like and the Tennessee wide receivers. I'm not happy about having to play a ton of hump dog, but – I'm happy that we all get to play a ton of hump dog. You're happy about it. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. He's I'm disappointed. not happy as he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the caffeine kicking in, I think. <laughs> I don't, does caffeine make you happy? I'm, it's an upper, but I don't know if it actually. You were chipper when things. I logged on. Like it was a. <laughs> Why would I not be too chipper? It's my life's fantastic. I, well, it is. You know, <laughs> things are going well. Uh, despite the fact you're living in your parents' basement, everything else is all good. Brother's right? basement. Very, very different. <laughs> so, Tuttle, um, you know, A.J. Brown might be a thing. Hump Dog might be a thing. 
I've even heard people talking about Tajay Sharp. Brown looks good in the uniform. He looks like an athlete. He has his moments for sure. Um, and then there's the Dolphins guys. You know, Parker obviously uh, should be a thing. Or there's talk of like Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson being on the field. <laughs> that That's half the battle. I'm pretty sure both of them had a touchdown not too many weeks ago. Well, that doesn't help me today. That's the hardest I mean, thing to figure out with Miami is who's going to be on the field. Yeah. We don't know. Like, Devontae Parker. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> that That's the one guy we know. Um, who's your favorite? Or is it like a trick question and like it's not necessary because there's other, there's other options out there and like why try to figure it out? I think it's probably unnecessary because we have so many cheap options elsewhere. I mean, we, we mentioned the Titans guys. I would take um, – any of the Titans receivers over, I think, any of the – Who's the your favorite guys. Titans? Uh, I mean, it has to be A.J. Brown. Um, and then it would probably be Tajay Sharp and then Hump Dog. <laughs> Hump Dog! Tajay Sharp over Hump Dog. <laughs> once, you consider, once you take pricing into consideration as well. Dean, just the biggest Hump Dog truther. I thought Tajay – I thought we were done with him. Like, this is – you know, I thought I, – I never thought I had to ever say that guy's name again in my life. But, uh, I mean, he's going to be the third wide receiver, and we can be fairly, fairly com- we we can be more confident about him being wide receiver three than I think we can about who's going to see the uptick in in Hearns and Wilson. Both those guys have been seeing the majority of their the the snaps that they get in the slot. Um, I'm trying to look at it right now to see. Last week, Hearns was in the slot last week, 18 snaps. He was out wide, 11 snaps. And Albert Wilson, this is good TV, I know. Albert Wilson, Wilson was 24 in the slot. So he seems he seems to be the guy that is least likely to have a role, a big role change to me, Albert Wilson. Again, he got a touchdown two weeks ago, so it is what it is. But uh, I would bet on even Jakeem Grant seeing a larger role change than a guy like Albert Wilson, personally. We got to step aside about 10 minutes or so. I want to save some time for questions in the chat. I presume D-Train uh, has been accumulating throughout the show. Of course, we want to knock out as many as possible before we step aside and make way for, for Brits, for Tip and Pick, for Cards, and, of course, Crunch Time later on with JSU. to take you guys all up the lock. If you guys are free members, you can check out those shows. We kind of mentioned them in passing, but Christian Kirk probably, uh, I don't want to say a foundation piece in your cash game lineup, but he seems like a really, really strong cash guy. Just kind of makes things work in that shootout against Tampa Bay, and he just seems too cheap. Uh, Grant, succinctly, talk to me about some tight ends. Gusek is the top tight end play on the slate because um, he plays for the Dolphins and because of the fact that they're going up against Indy. Indy forces targets to tight ends and running backs. We know that the running back is not going to catch too many balls, and if, even if he gets many thrown his way because he's just terrible. The game script favors passing the ball. It's Fitz. He'll throw to Gusecki quite a bit. Love Gasecki. Next up is Kelsey. Obviously, he's Kelsey. Hasn't paid off a ton, but he's very good. Hooper's in a decent spot in terms of game script, but it's not an easy matchup, so I'm not really on Hooper. Um, both the indie tight ends, like who else are they going to throw to? O.J. Howard is going to kill me again, but <laughs> really my, my favorite tight ends are Gasecki, Janu Smith, it's a perfect spot for John Smith, like absolutely perfect. Everyone's talking about playing AJ Brown and playing hump dog, which I love both of them It'd be more apt to play John Smith though, just because it's the perfect spot for him. I think Smith goes for 15 points. Kaseki goes for 18. 
I think O.J. Howard hasn't caught a ball since like the Rays were playing baseball or something like that. I was um, hoping you'd make that joke. Were you? Was that the setup? Uh, That's why we have such good chemistry. <laughs> I thought it was because apparently we hate each other. That's the other part of it, yeah. <laughs> just people just awkward watching it. Like, these guys, this is weird. It's getting uncomfortable. Uh, there, there's a bit of a squeaky wheel for uh, for Ebron. And, of course, Indy's pretty thin. They're probably going to be running out a bunch of two tight end sets. So both those tight ends are certainly playable. I would say on Fandle, uh, just we talked about how the pricing there is kind of goofy. Yeah, Kelsey, much more playable. Uh, where the pricing may be tighter, uh, Red Ellison, is that somebody we're considering Tuttle? 2.5K on DK? I don't feel good about it, but, like, he's really cheap. Ugh. I mean, talk to I, me. I, I think all the other cheap options are just significantly better. I, th- I think everybody yeah. sees, and I think the argument for Red Ellison has been, well, last time Ingram was out, he saw, I think it was seven targets. Uh, but it's just, I, I think all the other options are just so much better. We, we have so many cheap options this week, Grant. Let, let me give you a follow-up. I don't want to cut you off, but how comfortable do you feel with Parker and Gusecki in the same lineup? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would do that unless yeah. I was actually stacking that game. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I think Gusecki is, 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 yeah, is a good play this week for sure. Is he your favorite cat? Well, I guess it obviously depends, like, where you're playing, right, as far as your cash yep. game tight ends. Yeah, it depends where you're playing. Kelsey, I think, uh, on FanDuel. Like, I keep trying. I want to play Johnny Smith in these in these Kansas City stacks, um, but then it's like Kelsey's only $1,600 more on FanDuel. Like, how do you how, how do you not play Kelsey on FanDuel? But because on other sites, right? Yeah, but yeah, you're right. On, on other sites, it's it's a little bit more easier. It's a little easier to justify the, the Kelsey fade just because of the bigger difference in pricing gap. So, yeah, I, I would play Kelsey on FanDuel and on DraftKings and Yahoo. It, it's just kind of play one of the cheap guys we touched on it earlier but give me like 30 seconds on defenses um i think browns are still the kind of the cheap defense to play um you mentioned on yahoo that's going to be a little bit different though because like the colts are only 13 uh yeah ravens are 14 i think clearly you want to play one of those defenses in cash games there um on FanDuel and DraftKings, i think it's it's going to be browns and then it's going to be bears are kind of the next step up if you're kind of looking for somebody in that mid-tier uh, Grant, any more thoughts that as far as defense? You want to give me your favorite stack today? Maybe a favorite correlation play? Cardinals are the best defense. I was muted there like a big old dumb-dumb. <laughs> you should have stayed muted. <laughs> uh, no, for tournaments, Cardinals are one of the best defenses. Um, <laughs> like, it's not a good week for defense. Everyone's going to congregate on certain ones. Just the sheer volume of Winston throwing the ball, like, probably – they have a chance, like they could end up putting negative several points. Um, they haven't had a good, really, they've had one good week this entire year. Um, but over the last three weeks, they have more turnovers than they had the rest of the season. They had more sacks in the last three weeks than they have, I think, the rest of the season. They have had tough matchups two of the last three weeks to include that. Like, the Cardinals' defense isn't nearly as bad as we think it is, and they're now going up against a team where they have the highest likelihood of turnovers, sacks, and um, pick sixes just based on volume. So I really like the Cardinals' defense, and that's strictly for GPPs, although there's a chance on one side I may use them for cash and just hate myself. But, yeah, that's it for the 
I did not expect to get two minutes in the Arizona Cardinals defense on the show. I mean, you want a tournament, potential tournament winning defense. <laughs> They're cheap. You have so many good payups on this slate. Like everyone is going to congregate on probably what the Browns. It, well, it, it depends what you're playing. Okay, yeah. over on DK, everyone's going to congregate on the Browns and the Steelers. Steelers are going up against the Rams. Not really a great spot. Browns are going up against Buffalo. They could just end up running that entire game. Like, there's so the upside for them isn't nearly as drastic as it is for the Cards potentially, and they're going to come in at four times, five times the ownership. This is gross, Tuttle. Questions in chat: uh, Sharp or Grant in cash? Not Nefer, but Grant and the Dolphins. Who's that? <laughs> There's that's, a wide receiver of the Dolphins named Jakeem Grant. You're not aware that's, of that's, Ta- that's Tajay. Oh, I would boy. I wouldn't play either in cash, but that's definitely Tajay. That's where I'm at as well. I don't want to play. I I don't think you have to play either. Uh, Grant, can you handle a threesome? I I hope so. Saquon, AJ Brown, and Gusecki versus CMC, Ellison, and your boy Humthog. Oh, gosh. I'm going with the first one just because of how much I love Kaseki. Against Hump Dog. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Tuttle, twofer, CMC and Gaseki versus Kelsey and Saquon. Saquon. Ah, uh, Kelsey and Saquon. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts, but yeah. Uh, this is a question specifically for Tuttle. Uh, and they, they're trying to read between the tea leaves. They're saying, how are you playing Kelsey MT? Who's MT? Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Barkley and Mac and Vandal Cash. You could do that. I think you you could, do that. could. You're probably not, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they just misunderstood you, basically. Mac would be the, the odd guy up. Lightning round, Grant. Grant, you go first. Tuttle, you go second. Grant, pick three of these dudes. Cup, Thomas, Tyreek, Julio Jones. Who's out? Um, probably... Tyreek or Cup? I'm going to stick with Grant because I know you do stuff like this. Uh, who's your favorite uh, team to bet on today? Who's going to cover? Um, I mean, before the line moved, it was going to be the Bears, but uh, probably Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Pick one of these three title: Mahomes, Jameis, or Goff. Mahomes. Uh, Grant, Bears D without Stafford. Are we out? Of, are we a fan? Yeah, I mean it's Driscoll. It's Ryan, Bears. Ryan or Breeze and Cash. Breeze. Uh, Breeze, Thomas, Stack, and then run it back with Gage? Yeah. Great. This is a grand question. Prince's Hot Chicken or Hattie B's? Uh, I never had Prince's. It's Hattie B's all the way. Look at my hat. Look at my hat. That's why I asked you. I'm aware of the hat's existence. Tuttle, twofer. Barkley and Godwin. I like Godwin here in Barkley versus CMC and Golden Tate. That's the first pairing for me. Yeah. Uh, Grant, Mahomes, Ellison, Versus Kyler Gusecki. Kyler Gusecki. DK Cash, Winston or Breeze? Winston. Grant, can you play all three of these dudes with Jameis, OJ, Evans, and Godwin? I don't think you can play all three. Uh, what's your official take as far as Gage, Tuttle? It's ugly. <laughs> um, I, would, I would reserve for game stacks. Grant, season-long question alert. Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers? Wilson. DK Cash, you like the Browns and DJ Moore or the Bears and Samuel? Oh. 
That's tough. Um, I'll go Bears and Samuels. I think I think those two wide receivers are so difficult to project on a weekly basis that I'll just take the upgrade at defense. Grant Cohen or Mixon? No, neither one of those for me. Cohen. Tuttle, you have a thought there? I'm, I'll pass. I mean, the answer is Ronald Jones or Damian Williams instead. It is weird that we're talking. We, we didn't really talk about Ronald Jones is certainly in play in this late. Uh, we got a two for 40 title, Jackson and Brown versus Rodgers and Adams. I assume it's uh, Hollywood and Lamar versus Rodgers and Adams. Is this tournaments, I assume, then? Yes. <sighs> That's tough. I actually think – it's another we, – we said this about um, Le'Veon Bell, how I think he would be kind of chalky this week if he didn't have the injury tag. I kind of think that's the case with Marquise Brown too. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go Lamar and Marquise. Yeah. What, what, are your Packers going to bounce back today? Um, yes. Uh, but I hope, I hope McCaffrey does enough damage against them. Nick Chubb and Cash. I'm not getting there, no. Tom, are you? No. All right. We got to go. But before we go, Grant uh, – well, I'm going to have Grant uh, – you know, Grant, you, g- give me a hot take. Um, Gasecki and uh, Johnny Smith both go for over 15. I thought it was going to be Arizona Cardinals defense related. Tuttle? Also goes for over 15. <laughs> See it, um, raise it, Tuttle? I mean, it's this isn't that ugly. It's not ugly at all. Mahomes, 404. Love it. Uh, thank you to Yahoo for sponsoring the show. Still plenty of room in the ball over there, 250K. $10 jump in there, $25K at top. You can also run 150 light lineups if you do choose. Stay tuned for Crunch Time. Stay tuned for uh, JSU, for Brit, for Cards, for Tip and Pick, for Grant, for Tuttle. I'm Dean. Enjoy your football today. We're out of here. Holler!